This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in, we're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe.
chapter 33, verse 50. And Yahweh spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan, near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. Is declaring all-out war on all witches, warlocks, and the hosts of hell. Our mandate is clear. We will not fail. Join with us in the fight and spread the word about Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to invade enemy territory and possess the land, healing the sick, and setting the captives free of demons in Jesus' name. Tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at OmegaManRadio.com.
right in the name of Jesus Christ, we put you on notice. We bind you, you wicked power. We come against you from the third heaven. I'm seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus, high above you, high above principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, high above world rulers, kings, princes, and every angelic rank. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke and bind you, and especially we bind you concerning the lives, the minds, and the bodies of these people who stand here. We rebuke you and every foul spirit that may still have a resting place somewhere in their uh, innermost being. We bind them. For so these people have heard the call of God to dedicate and consecrate themselves to God, and you must flee and your host must be defeated utterly. We come against you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind every foul and wicked spirit that would bind body, mind, soul, any area of their life to keep it from being effective for the Lord. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you and we loose on these people the spirits of power, love, sound mind. We loose the spirits of wisdom, revelation. We loose the spirits of courage. We loose the spirits of power over the enemy. And we loose all the spirits of God to do their office work in and through these people as they go forth. Moreover, we loose the spirit of Elijah to break the power of Jezebel on our land. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, uh, to loose the spirit of humility, the spirit of servanthood on everyone here. Let everyone be desirous of taking the place of a servant. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it. Amen, and welcome to Omega Man Radio. This is a live program tonight. It's a pleasure and an honor to be with you every evening, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's Monday through Saturday, and uh, we're starting to do some uh, secondary shows. Uh, for example, uh, this Saturday, in addition to our 8 p.m. program, we're going to be having uh, Benjamin Brook on. He'll be on at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, so we'll be doing a double show there. And then Sunday, uh, it's going to be my special honor to have back Steve Quell. SteveQuell.com. Uh, many of you have known Steve uh, for his radio show, uh, his airings on uh, Coast to Coast with George Norrie, Alex Jones, and so forth. And I uh, spoke with him the other day, and he said uh, he had a new message. And so uh, we set it up for Sunday night at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So I'm looking forward to having him back. Well, tonight uh, we're going to have a great program for you. Uh, it's my pleasure to bring back Pastor Michael Thier. Uh Pastor Michael is the pastor of Hegewish Baptist Church in Highland, Indiana. Many of you know that as the Citadel for Deliverance in the United States. That's where some of the most hardcore deliverance of all time uh, was birthed. And we praise God for the, the men and women that have uh, come before us, uh, men like Pastor Wynn Worley, H.A. Maxwell, and many others uh, who left a great legacy for us and that is being continued today uh, at Hegewish Church in Highland, Indiana. If you missed the uh, the last conference, they had a men's fellowship conference, man, you missed a great time in the Lord. But uh, don't worry, they have uh, conferences throughout the year, and uh, I believe another one is coming up in April. It's going to be a family workshop, and uh, I would encourage everybody to get in the car, fly, however you got to get there, even if you have to ride on the back of a horse. <laughs> get up there. Uh, you're going to have an opportunity to get some hands-on deliverance, make some godly soul ties, meet some great men and women of God, make some lasting friendships, and uh, they've got an awesome deliverance library up there. 
their website is hbcdelivers.org. That's Hegwish Baptist Church uh, online website. Also, you want to check out the new Hegwish um, YouTube channel. There are some great videos getting uploaded there. In fact, there's a full mass deliverance that has just been uploaded a few weeks ago by Pastor Wynn Worley. Uh, excerpts of the uh, the men of God who teached in the uh, the men's fellowship conference that uh, was held last month are up there, and uh, some exciting stuff happening on that YouTube channel. Also, uh, last but not least, get over to wrwpublications.com. It is my favorite bookstore on the internet. Uh, it houses some of the best uh, teaching on deliverance you'll find anywhere. Uh, videos, DVDs, uh, books. I mean, just some awesome stuff. In fact, I uh, understand that they may be bringing MP3 to downloads very soon, so things really growing. And uh, that's one of the best investments you can make, folks. Get you a good King James Bible. Get a couple backups of that. You know, I have about 10 myself uh, in case uh, there becomes a shortage one day. You don't want to be out of the Word of God, but then get a hold of the deliverance material. This stuff is fine gold, and you're going to need it for this hour because the enemy knows his time is short. And... Um, I believe it's it's not any coincidence that God is raising up the deliverance ministry once again to get out there and uh, do battle because we're going to need it. The Catholic Church even knows this. I mean, um, they think, of course, they're the only ones that got the keys of the kingdom. <laughs> they're mistaken. It's every Christian's right and privilege to go out there and cast out demons in Jesus' name. But the reason I mention them, mention them is they have they had five hundred thousand requests alone last year for people that needed deliverances. And so, you know, they're ramping up. Uh, we should be ashamed in the American Christian Church that we're not uh, heeding the call to get out there. But, uh, you know, we're going to do our part here on Omega Man Radio, and that's what all these men of God do each night. Uh, we have one come on and uh, preach the Word of God. We open up the lines for deliverance, and, you know, hey, what better way than to set by examples? That's what we're trying to do on this program. Well, before I start preaching, I better get uh, Pastor Michael on. Let me uh, crank him up the line here. Brother Michael, you there with me? I sure am, Shannon. Can you hear me okay? Brother, I hear you great. Uh, God bless you for coming on tonight. Hey, God bless you too, Shannon. I couldn't agree with you more uh, about uh, the lateness of the times, how important deliverance is. Uh, I, I uh, listened to your uh, intro, and I've got myself strapped in. I've got my cup of coffee. <laughs> I've got my helmet of salvation, my my breastplate of righteousness, my loins girt about with truth, my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I have my shield of faith and, of course, my offensive weapon, the sword of the Spirit, ready tonight. And uh, we're going to wind it up real good, and I think there's going to be some good deliverance in that second hour, maybe even in the first. Uh, you know, uh, James tells us that uh, when if we submit ourselves unto God, then we resist the devil, and he'll flee from us. You know, deliverance comes in from where from where we've tripped up or, you know, we've allowed the devil to work in our lives. You can find that in Ephesians 4.27. It tells us, you know, not to give place to the devil. If you look, look up that word place in the Greek, it means don't give him residence. Uh, don't give him a place to operate in our lives. But we do. Uh, when Paul says we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, we're, we're very ignorant of Satan's devices. Uh, he, you know, he's behind every rock and every tree. Uh, you can't go into a store today without music playing that's demonic. You can't go into a restaurant. You can't listen or watch a movie or turn on a TV without some score 
that is elevating your mood, uh, yes. tickling your tickling your demons, doing something to get you stirred up. The devil's everywhere, uh, but so are we. And uh, I'm I'm honored to be on your show tonight, Shannon. I'm so glad that uh, Omega Man Radio is out there, a place where people can listen, get help, apply deliverance, apply the teachings. Because tonight, brother, I want to talk about fear uh, and how it just handcuffs us. It literally freezes the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And when we allow the spirit of fear or spirits of fear to work in our lives, it makes us to be very ineffective Christians. Uh, It makes us to be dependent upon other people. Um, other Christians, we don't really have a mind of our own, so to speak, uh, because we're, we're ensnared or trapped by other people's teachings or beliefs. Uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a tremendously uh, powerful area that the devil uses to deceive us. So, like I said, I'm strapped in, brother, and I, I'm sure glad that you're out there tonight uh, and that people have a place to go to get help. Praise the Lord, brother. Uh, the microphone is yours. Okay, thanks, Shannon. Hey, good evening, brothers and sisters. I want to talk about the spirit of fear tonight. Um, it's, a, it's a huge subject. It's something that, uh, that we could talk about literally for hours and hours. Uh, but what I'd like to do is lay a foundation of what, what happens when we allow fear or spirits of fear or worry. Worry and fear, while they're not synonymous, they're very closely related. Uh, if you're ever praying for somebody and you're dealing with a spirit of fear, you might want to also pray against the spirit of worry uh, because they kind of tag team with, with each other. Uh, and this is an area over in Proverbs 29:25. And, uh, and when I give scripture, I'll give a, a few seconds for us uh, to turn there. You know, when I'm in the pulpit, I always tell the people that, uh, that uh, are at HBC, you know, I love to hear the pages turn on a Bible. Now, I'll just pretend like I can hear your pages turn, but uh, it's, it's great to hear the Word of God. But if you want a double blessing tonight, follow me in the Scriptures, because as you read along, no matter where I am, the Holy Spirit's going to be working with you as you read the Word of God, as you take part, or as the King James says, partake uh, of the Word uh, it will bring fruit unto righteousness into your lives. And if I'm in verse 4 and you're in verse 2, who cares? You, you know, you're where you're supposed to be as the Lord's ministering to you, much more important than what I'm having to say. Uh, so you'll get a double blessing if you'll not only listen to the word tonight, but if you'll go ahead and read it along with me. Over in Proverbs 29:25, it says, The fear of man brings a snare. Now that word snare is very interesting. It means to put a hook through your nose. It means to be led around. And so when we fear man, uh, when we fear what man thinks, what man says, what man does, instead of the Lord, it brings a snare. We're then led around. The devil puts a hook in our nose, and he just leads us to wherever he wants us to be. We actually, it's part of the fragmented soul, which I talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, But this is very important because the second half of the verse tells us that whosoever puts his trust, his faith, his confidence in the Lord shall be safe. And that word safe means in the Hebrew to be strong, to be be of of an excellent spirit, it says. Uh, But what do we need to be strong from? What what are we fighting uh, when it comes to to this fear as it brings a snare into our lives? These are part of Satan's uh, wiles. Uh, his his 
uh, arrows that he that he shoots at us, uh, and that's why it's so important for us to walk around with our our armor on, our shield of faith, um, and of course our breastplate of righteousness. Those things, our helmet of salvation. You know, when I say helmet of salvation, it's the first area. And I know I'm so sorry. This has stirred up such a controversy uh, uh, with people um, with once saved, always saved. But even putting that aside for just a second, if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't know what Christ has done for you, because you can't do it yourself, it's not of works of righteousness, uh, which we have done, but by his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration, by the word of God. It, it is the word of God that saved us. The word of God is the power of God and the salvation. In fact, uh, in one of these uh, messages in the next few weeks, I'd like to speak about what the Word of God says about itself. Uh, because, you know, anybody can embellish the Word. Anybody can make the Word. You know, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of Christians today, preachers, you know, they, they buff the Word and they shine the Word and, and they dust it, you know, and, and they, they try and make it say more than, than what it says. And we don't, we, we don't need to do that. The Word will take care of whatever it needs to if it's applied properly. Uh, it, it doesn't need our, our help, and that's what I'd like to talk about in the next few weeks. But, but for tonight, the fear of man brings a snare. Now, what was happening over in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, is that Timothy was, was close to becoming the first second-generation Christian. Uh, Paul was getting ready to go home. He knew it. And, of course, over the years, uh, Timothy, uh, a man that probably nobody would have chosen to, uh, to pick up the mantle uh, from the Apostle Paul, uh, stepped forward. And he stayed with Paul. He was a companion with Paul uh, in prison, uh, both uh, in, his, uh, um, in his ambassador tours his, uh, as he was teaching the Word of God. Uh, in his missionary trips, uh, and Timothy, being a timid young man, uh, was in fear of, of many things. Uh, and so Paul had to address this, and he did in verse 7 of Second Timothy 1. Uh, he was telling Timothy, he says, listen, Timothy, he says, God has not given us or given you a spirit of fear, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. And this is why it's important with the helmet of salvation to know who Jesus is, and who we're not. You know, if, if things, you know, we've been entrusted, the Word of God tells us, uh, with, the, with the Word. We have, uh, Paul says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels um, so that the power would be of God and not of us because we can't, we can't create anything but a mess. Uh, God can create good things. The only thing we can create uh, are problems. And we do that many times, especially when we buy in to the fears that are out there, and there are so many fears. In fact, when we look at the Word of God from a negative standpoint, which is so easy to do, and why is it easy? Because you look at the 10 o'clock news, you look at the 6 o'clock news, you look at your newspaper, you, look at radio, you listen to radio. Almost any media out there today is telling you how bad things are and how you need to watch this and watch that. And while it's true we need to do that, they give us no hope. And the Word tells us that we are not like those who don't have hope in this world. We do have hope. 
And our hope is not, I hope my paycheck lasts to the end of the week. Our hope is not, I hope I have enough food for my family until, until, uh, you know, until I can get some more. Our hope is yay and amen. It's positive. Our hope is, is the, the, the culmination, the fulfillment uh, of, uh, of, um, of, over in Hebrews, it tells us that, that um, let, me, let me actually get it over here. I believe it's going to be Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12, and in verse 1, uh, it says that, that uh, just one second here. I'm sorry, it's Hebrews 11.1. 1. It's faith. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Of the things hoped for, our hope has got to be positive. Now, oh, I hope the Lord's going to love me to the end. Brothers and sisters, God always loves you. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, just loving you 24-7. In fact, in fact uh, his love is, uh, when I say 24-7, he, he lives, the scripture tells us, Jesus lives now, sitting at the right hand of the Father, to make intercession for us. When, when he came to Peter in Luke 22, and he, he, said, he said, Simon, Simon, he said, Satan has desired to have you, to sift you as wheat. What he was saying was that Satan wanted to claim Peter back for his own. And Jesus said, but I have prayed for you that your faith won't fail. And to this day, right now, Jesus is in the heavens. He, he, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us that our faith won't fail either. And when Jesus prays, that prayer will always be answered. And even though Peter backslid, even though Peter denied the Lord, remember when, when, when Jesus came back and he told Martha and Mary, he says, he says, uh, or the two Marys, I believe, he says, go and tell the disciples and Peter that I'm back. Because Peter never lost his salvation. Peter felt like he lost his salvation. That's why Jesus said, tell the disciples and Peter. Peter took himself out of the loop, and he did this because of fear. Now, fear masquerades itself many times as concern. Sometimes it masquerades itself as righteous indignation. But in reality, what fear does is it's insidious. It hides behind our pride, behind the, the spirits of pride, gossip, suspicion. In fact, in the church, there's probably, aside from gossip, there's not a, a more quick death uh, in a congregation than the spirit of fear when it works through suspicion. Because we look at somebody and we think, oh, you know, I bet that, you know, there's something wrong with that person. You know what's wrong with that person? Is that you don't know them. Because what you know, you don't fear. But naturally, in our flesh, what we don't know, we do fear. And so what we do is we take the Word of God and we supersede it by saying, you know, I know what's best here. Because I don't know who this person is and I don't realize what's going on here. We develop this fear and the minute we open ourselves up to fear, the devil plays pile on. See, what we don't really understand about the spirit of fear, we'll find over in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. 1 John 4, 18. Excellent verse to tell us how insidious this, um, this fear is. In verse 18, 
It says there's no fear in love. See, when we love, now we can disagree. Now, I, I realize that today there's, there's many out there that don't believe that demons can be inside of Christians or they don't believe that, you know, deliverance is for today. They don't believe in eternal security or, or what. But all of a sudden, see, my brethren, let's, let's, say, let's say our fundamental brethren who don't believe that, uh, that a demon can be inside of a Christian, should we hate them for it? Should we should we badmouth them? Should we raise up websites and and, and rail and, and and accuse? And oh, by the way, who is the accuser of the brethren? That's Satan. right, Satan himself. <laughs> you betcha. And so, sh- should we raise up all this fatty rot, or, or should we just agree to disagree? Do, do we have to make such a stink over something? Do we have to tear brothers and sisters down so that we can look good? Many of us do this, and it's because we're filled with fear. We're filled with spirits of fear. It says there is no fear in love, but perfect love, mature love, casts out fear. When we have a mature love in our lives, fear doesn't even really bother us. And why? It says because, well, not, it says there's no fear in love because fear hath torment. And if you want to be tormented, if you want to be inflicted by Satan, it means to be punished by the devil. It comes, comes from, the, from the Greek word colossus. It, it's a humongous uh, type of issue that comes into our lives, this, this torment. And so fear has torment. And when we allow fear to work in our lives, it allows this torment to come in and we become inflicted of the adversary and we become open and then we follow other people. And what I mean by that is over back in Proverbs twenty nine twenty five, when it says the fear of a man brings a snare, remember it's talking about a hook through our nose. And so when we're listening to people, when we don't understand something, when we're not going to the Word of God ourselves, to figure something out, or maybe the the clique we so-called run in uh, believes that that uh, uh, you know something can't be, and we buy into that because we trust a man. We we trust. You know, I recently received an email about uh, how Derek Prince um, uh, taught or said one time that he cast out a spirit of eternal security. Now let, let me just ask something, okay? Because I respect and love Derek Prince a very very fond of his teachings. I respect the man very deeply. Uh, but just like my father-in-law, can a man be wrong? I mean, is it possible that the demon lied? Because that's what demons do. They lie. And the only way we'll know if they don't is through a revelation from the Lord himself or the demon trips up and he, and he, you know, he spills the beans. That's about the only two ways we're going to know. And so could, so let's just, you know, let's just use that hypothetical that everybody uses all the time. So is it a 50-50 chance that, that Mr. Prince could be wrong? Sure. Is there, is there something that Pastor Worley could be wrong about? Absolutely. You know, Pastor Michael, yes, sir. And I'll, inter- I'll interject there, folks. Uh, Derek Prince is a great man of God, but look, he fell away for about 20 years. The Lord had to get a hold of him and convict him. He had fallen into a, a thing called the shepherding movement that him oh, and Don Ash and two others had formed. And, you know, he had to come back and repent of that. 
fact, all of them did. And uh, and then when he was about 85, he wrote some of the greatest books on deliverance he had ever done in his life. Amen. And uh, a good friend of mine named uh, Jerry Golden knew Derek Prince personally uh, because Derek died in Israel. And he would go up uh, and visit him into his 90s when he was in the hospital. And he was a great man of God. You know, he missed it. But, you know, we praise God that, uh, you know, he came back. But, uh, you know, Derek Prince wasn't really known, from what I know about him, Pastor Michael, as being much of an interrogator. So, you know, he he did some surface deliverance. Amen. You, you know, Shannon, what, what Derek Prince did is he got the ball rolling. You know, here we are, you know, in the end times, uh, and, and God found a man who was going to stand up. And, I mean, you talk about a lone ranger in those days. Uh, Derek Prince was it. He, he was the original pioneer, but he only did this for a few years. He did not interrogate demons. He just, he just fell into it, like Pastor Worley. But Pastor Worley didn't just take it for a few years. He took it for the rest of his life. And, and let, me, uh, let me add one other thing, and you tell me if this is true, because you were there. Um, Derek Prince and Wynn Worley were friends, and Derek said to, about Pastor Wynn, he says, you know, I do some deliverance, but if you want to know someone who really does some deliverance, go go see Pastor Wynn Worley. That's, That's correct. Special. <laughs> That's correct. They all and, looked at Pastor Worley as the general that he was. Let me give it back to you. No, amen, brother. And thank God that Derek, at the end of his life, came back and wrote wrote some of the most powerful books that could be written about deliverance. He came back to his beginnings, but he was gone for a long time, and he did a great work. Uh, in in those other books that he wrote about about government about uh, about spiritual government uh, um, about fasting about prayer uh, you know the spiritual the other side of things you know once we get our deliverance that we need to perfect uh, in our lives but again could he be wrong sure he could so why don't we just leave it at that now, you can believe what you want uh, I'm not trying to convince you either way but what I am saying is that. If if we put down who we like, if we put down, listen, I love Pastor Worley, okay? He was my pastor. I, I got saved at Hegwish in February of 79. Uh, the, when I, the first time I saw Pastor Worley, uh, I had walked in the door with, with a friend of mine that brought me to the church. And you have to go up a, a small set of stairs uh, to get to the foyer. And he was walking from... The, from the auditorium to his office. And as he walked into the foyer, now I'm standing on the stairs, and I, and I watched this, this this colossal of a man. He just started to walk through, and he saw somebody at the church. I don't even remember who this was. This is the, I hadn't been in the church 30 seconds. And he, he said, hey, our son, he says, come here. And he just wrapped his arms around him and just gave him a great big hug. And I mean, I just melted on the inside because I just, that's what I wanted. But you know, with as much as I love that man, everything he taught, I was a Berean Christian. If I didn't do it at that time, as, as, the Lord, as I was growing in the Lord, I then checked out to make sure what Pastor Worley was teaching was true. I personally went out and, and, and learned about the Illuminati. I personally went out and learned about eternal security. I personally went out uh, and... and, and, and got a handle on, you know, do you send curses back upon people or do you send them back upon, because the original senders are who? The demons. And so 
And, you know, I had to rationalize all these things. I had to satisfy in my mind so that I wasn't following a man because I didn't follow a man. I followed the Christ, Jesus Christ, that was in Pastor Worley. And I knew him very well, but he was just a man like Derek Prince. Enough said about that. Let, let's, let's, let's get back with this here. Because what happens, brothers and sisters, when, when we put our faith in man, when we, when we trust man, we're going to get snared because we don't have all the truth. We, we don't have the whole picture in front of us unless we know the Word of God and operate from it. See, it's so hard to believe in eternal security because it doesn't make any sense. I get it, but study it out. Don't study one or two verses. Study all the verses. Put them in their context. If you've ever tried to buy a business uh, or you know, you're trying to sell uh, they, or buy something, they tell you location, location, location. Well, guess what? In the Word of God, it's context, context, context. Don't take something out of context to try and make it fit your theology. Okay, we're going to get back into the spirit of fear. Now, how this fear has torment, and it inflicts punishment upon us. This punishment comes from Satan himself. Now, do you know that the spirit of fear will literally separate you from God? It won't separate God from you, but it will separate you from God. Over in Genesis 3, in verse 8, now this is, of course, the story of, of God coming into the garden after Adam and Eve had, had sinned, and God was looking for him. And uh, in verse 8 it says, They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God amongst the trees of the garden. Now why did he hide himself? Why did Adam and Eve hide themselves? Because they sinned. They were in fear now because of this sin. And the Lord, and the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, well, Adam said, well, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Now remember, after that, God says, well, you know, who told you you were naked? See, sin separates us from God. And this sin opened up fear to come into Adam's life. And Satan used that. In fact, that fear is from Satan. And because, because Adam and Eve bought into the lie that they could be like God, and they fell, they then inherited these spirits. One of them is this fear. And this fear literally separated Adam and Eve from God. We don't need the spirit of fear in our lives. In fact, uh, by, by, uh, by the end of tonight, uh, in the second half, as we go into questions and answers, and we'll be casting out some of these spirits of fear. Now, over, um, over in Galatians 2, verse 12, not only does the spirit of fear separate us from God, but it also separates us from other believers. See, this is, and then, then we get out on our own, and you know, sheep out on their own in fear just get run over by the adversary, by the wolves uh, that are out there. This is a story of where Paul is going to confront Peter. Now, starting in verse 11, it says, uh, when Peter had come to Antioch, Paul says, I withstood him, to the face, he says, I just stood up right in front of him because he was to be blamed. Now, something happened with Peter uh, that, that made Paul have to stand up. And brothers and sisters, we too need to stand up for the truth of God's word. We need to defend, not ourselves. We don't need to defend even 
uh, other people, even though it's okay to do that at times. But we need to always stand up for the Word of God, for the truth of God's Word. And since Peter had done this openly, Paul Paul was able, Paul was then allowed to chastise him or confront him openly. And that's why I have no problem with, with naming names of people who teach error and false doctrine. Now, I don't attack their character. You know, I don't, I don't call them, you know, uh, dark servants or, or uh, you know, uh, e- evil angels. I don't attack their character at all. I attack what they teach. They, they may be fine men. They, they may, may be a better man than I am. But they teach error and false doctrine. And that's got to be called out. Now, it says in verse 12, speaking of why Paul uh, had to uh, uh, stand up to Peter, for before there were certain that came from James, and, and then he did eat then with the Gentiles. But when the Jews came, he withdrew himself and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision of the Jews. And, and other Jews disassembled themselves. Literally, there was a, a fragmentation here because of fear. Because Peter was afraid to stand up for the truth of what God's word says. And here, now here's a great man of God in the Apostle Peter. But he was wrong. This was something that he needed to be corrected on, just as we need to be corrected sometimes. But this fear that Peter allowed in his life, it wasn't a prejudice, uh, but it was it was a fear of being seen with somebody that wasn't um, um, that wasn't like other people. Now, brothers and sisters, we need to ask ourselves these questions, okay? I talked a minute ago about how fear can separate us from God. Do you have fear in your life that has separated you from God? Do you have fear? Are you afraid to admit something? Are you afraid to go before the Lord and say, Lord, I really dropped the ball here because... You know, in the garden, you know, God wasn't asking Adam and Eve where they were because he couldn't find them. He was asking them where they were because he wanted them to know where they were. And this spirit of fear in our lives takes us out of ourselves, out of our right mind many times, and we don't realize where we are. We don't realize how far down the road into the demonic or into error or false doctrine we are. This is why we need to keep short accounts with God. If we have fear in our lives, tell the Lord. He already knows. It's not a negative confession. You're not going to add any more demons you know, to your life. The Lord knows what you've got going on there. He wants you to know what this fear is doing to you. So we not only have fear that separates us from God, we now have fear that separates us from other believers. Brothers and sisters, are you afraid of some believers? Are you afraid of believers that maybe think differently than you do? Or are you afraid of, of believers who who may not be as smart as you are or as you think you are? Do you, do you have fears of, of Christians so that you not only don't hang around them, you'll make sure that you tell other people how bad they are? You'll make sure to put a separation there? You'll, you'll cause, you'll, because of gossip? Now, this is what fear does. It hides itself, as I said earlier, behind pride, behind gossip, behind suspicion. Because remember, what we don't understand, we fear. Now, we think we understand, but we, but we damn people with our mouths, with our tongues, because we can speak words of truth and, and words of life, and we can speak words of death. 
you know, over in Acts 15. In fact, let's turn here real quick because this, this really, it's always good to back up Bible with Bible. Now, you can back up Bible with other stories that are true and people go, oh, yeah, I, I can rem- I remember that. But if you back up the Word of God with the Word of God, it really, it really has a lot of power or a lot of purpose with it. Now, over in Acts, over in Acts 15, uh, let's see here. Um, it says that in verse 1, it says, Certain men had come down from Judea, and they taught the brethren, and said, Except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. And so uh, there was a dissension. In fact, there was a huge dissension uh, that, that even separated uh, Paul and Barnabas. But uh, as you get over into uh, verse 22, they had gone to Jerusalem. They had had to work out these problems, uh, and... Uh, in verse 22, it says, Then, then pleased it the, the apostles and the elders and the whole church uh, to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch uh, with Paul and Barnabas, uh, namely Judas, surnamed uh, Barnabas, uh, and Silas, chief men amongst the brethren. Uh, and they wrote letters by them after this manner and said, The apostles and the elders and the brethren sent greetings unto the brethren, which are of the Gentiles in Antioch, and Syria and Cilicia. For as much as we've heard that certain which went out from us troubled you with words subverting your souls, saying that you must be circumcised. But if if you catch what it says in verse 24, it says they troubled you with words. That word troubled would, would mean to subvert you. They subverted you with words. Uh, they they fragmented you, because if you look it up in the Greek, the, the Greek word means to pack up like a suitcase. Now, what does that mean, to pack up like a suitcase? What, what, what does that imply? See, when, when you're packing a suitcase, it means you're going somewhere. And they, and they troubled you with words, and these words subverted your soul. It, it, it made your soul go like it was going on a trip. It fragmented you. And the words that we use that, that because of people we don't like or we disagree with, you know, instead of saying, well, you know, brother, I, I disagree with that because I see this and that. No, we name call people. You know, we, we, we have to slam people's character because, uh, as, as they used to say, you know, you've got you to throw your batter really hard against the wall because it's so thin it won't stick. And we do that at the cost of other believers. Let's not do that. So we see that fear separates us from believers. It separates us from God. It also snares us from speaking out, and it keeps us in bondage to man. Now over in John chapter 12, John chapter 12, we're going to go down to verse 42. John chapter 12 in verse 42. It says um, that there are nevertheless amongst the chief rulers, many had believed the, the apostles. And, uh, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. See, when you stand up for Jesus, there's no fear there. But when we don't stand up for Jesus, there's a reason why. And it's because we've got fear inside of us. And this spirit of fear will snare us 
It'll stop us from speaking out, and it keeps us in bondage to other people. Listen, brothers and sisters, when you know the Word of God, when you know what the Word of God says, when you can quote the Word of God in its context, and what I mean by its context is when you can take a seizure, when you can take Hebrews six four, or Hebrews six through Hebrews ten, and put it and keep it in the context that it's written, you're a powerful brother and sister. You can take that word, and the Lord will take you anywhere that you need to go, or anywhere that He wants to take you. But when you when you cheapen the word of God, or, or when you fragment it. And I used, this, I used this example a few weeks ago uh, because, you know, I can show you in the Word of God where you should go out and hang yourself tonight. See, because Jesus hung himself. So I believe it's over in John chapter 12. Jesus says, go and do thou likewise. And then I think it's Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 11, that says what you do, do quickly. Now, I just showed you in the Word of God that you should go out and hang yourself as quickly as possible. You say, well, Pastor, that's ridiculous because the Word of God doesn't say that. You're taking those verses out of context. Yep. And you and anybody else can take the Word of God out of context. And they're going to be mad, I'm telling you, people who do not know the Word of God. When you can take the Word of God and show people, listen, you know what you're going to find? You're going to find the, the biggest tragedy to ever hit the Church of Jesus Christ, aside from aside from. Uh, um, the Calvary death of, G- of our Savior, and that is that so many of our brothers and sisters don't care about truth. They could care less about truth. They have an agenda, and that agenda is to tell you how to think, how to feel, how to believe. It is a spirit of control. It is actually a spirit of witchcraft that is working within them, and what that does, because of their fear, they're in total bondage. Keep the Word of God in its context. Okay, so we see now how fear can separate us from God. Now, it doesn't separate God from us. We also see where the spirit of fear separates us from believers. We've also just seen where the, fear, where, where the spirit of fear snares us from speaking out or keeps us in bondage to men. Brothers and sisters, does this apply to you? Do you have this type of fear in your life? If you do, you can take care of that tonight. We can fall out of agreement with this and start to get deliverance from it, when you get deliverance from your fear and you take the word of God and start speaking out, brothers and sisters, the Lord will do wonderful things in your life. Now, uh, the spirit of fear will also talk you out of, out of doing something that you're already doing. Now, isn't that amazing? That, that the spirit of fear can be so powerful that you're in the middle of doing something that you know is right and the devil's going to come along because you're open to fear in your life, he's either got he's got demons in there, or there's an open door for the spirit of fear to work in your life, and the devil's going to actually talk you out of doing what you're already doing. Do you know how many people have gotten involved in deliverance? I, I've seen pastors, uh, I've seen I've seen uh, men and women uh, over the years get involved in the deliverance ministry, only to be talked out of doing what they're already doing. I've seen people talked out of 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 doing things uh, against demons by the demons' mouth themselves. You say, well, how can this be? Well, this is fear. This is why it's important. You know, Jesus said, don't fear him who can kill you. 
Amen. But fear, fear him who can kill you and send you to hell. Now, that's God. Matthew 10.28, folks. Uh, I was uh, looking up some verses as Pastor Michael was speaking here, and that came to mind too, Pastor Michael. You know, uh, I know of uh, individuals uh, in recent weeks who we were working with, they were getting some deliverance, and then someone intercepted them from the enemy's camp and said, uh, oh, hey, stay away from those guys. A Christian can't have a demon, or no, no, you don't want to spend too much time thinking about demons. And, you know, um, we played that uh, tape last week. Uh, Pastor Worley had preached on deliverance dropouts, and I've seen it firsthand, folks. That's one of the greatest threats to people that uh, are getting into the deliverance ministry, um, are getting deliverance, is that Satan will try and come and snipe your <laughs> your yeah. uh, your growth and pull you back in. That's right. And, and that's send why people your way. <laughs> Amen. That will say, uh, listen, you, 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 you butt in here any time, okay? Because uh, this is very important, and and as Brother Shannon's digging up verses on, on fear and relating other stories, I know you, brothers and sisters out there that are listening, you can add a whole bunch to this stuff too. This fear is insidious. Uh, it, it is something that we've got to deal with. The only person we need to fear is God himself. Amen. And, you know, Pastor and, Michael, I got to the point one time, I had let the spirit of fear manifest in me and basically caused me to come to a complete haul in my spiritual growth for about two years. In fact, uh, along with fear came in paranoia. And uh, I was so afraid of the future, of martial law, of what's coming on America, you know, which will come here one day for sure. But you know what? It crippled me. It was crippling, brother. Amen, brother. I had a a small business, and I said, you know what? It's all over with. There's no more time to uh, generate a living. Uh, the New World Order's on the scene. They'll be rounding us up next month. You know, I mean, I was, the Satan was lying to me. Okay, he was playing with my mind, and I literally shut things down, and I wasn't any good at all to the Lord. And you know what? I, I went for prayer one day, and I the brother asked me, what did I uh, need him to pray about? And I said, I need you to, to cast out a spirit of fear. Amen. And you know, brother, uh I, I'm also reminded of Revelation 21.8. This is the Lord Jesus. He says, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all the liars shall have their part in the lake of which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is a second death. Revelation 21.8. Folks, the fearful don't enter into heaven. You know, yeah. the only one we need to fear is the Lord God. Uh, we don't need to fear man. We just need to fear the Lord. That's what Solomon said. Fear the Lord. And obey him, that's the beginning of wisdom, isn't it? The fear of the Lord? So, uh, it's, the beginning of, it's, not, it's not wisdom, it's the beginning of it. Amen. I just wanted to exhort the people out there, and look, we've all battled with fear, but you've got to uh, take authority over and ca- get it cast out of you in Jesus' name, or you're going to be sitting on the sidelines not doing anything for the Lord. If God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Amen, brother. I love I love that verse. And, and listen, just as a little side note here to what to what Shannon was talking about. Now, if you're saved, okay, you can have the spirit of fear and you're still going to go to heaven. But you're you're just not going to have the rewards. You're not going to have the things that other believers have. 
when it talks about the fearful aren't going aren't going to heaven, it's because they feared making a commitment to God. Huh? Brothers and sisters, have you ever witnessed to somebody and they say, Well, you know, I'm just I'm just not ready yet and, and or or you know, let you know, let's say they're not, you know, slamming the door in your face and you you're carrying on a dialogue with somebody and they say, Well, you know, I I'm still pretty good and, and you know, I, I I think I know I think you're right, but you know, I'm just gonna wait a little while. Do you know why they're waiting? Because they're in fear of, of of not enjoying some things, you know, like alcohol or, or, or you know, maybe they, maybe it's a man and he's got something going, you know, with a gal, and you know, he's in fear of of, of missing out on something here that the world's offering, uh, so he won't commit himself to the Word of God. That that's the fearful. Those are those who, who they can't make a commitment or they won't make a commitment because they're so shallow and they're just using it be, be literally uh, because of fear in their lives. That's why. And by the way, you know, when we get to heaven, we're going to find out that being saved or unsaved, the unsaved are going to be judged. Uh, well, the saved aren't going to be judged. We're, we're going to give an account of our lives. Our, our sins were, were already judged uh, at Calvary, so we'll give an account of our lives. But the unsaved are going to stand before God, and they're going to answer for that fear. They're going to answer as to why, and God's going to play their life before them, and he's going to say, this is why you didn't want to make the commitment, because you were in fear of man. Because the fear of man brings a snare. It puts a hook in people's nose. And while we still suffer in our flesh the consequences of our actions, thank God in our spirit being sealed until the day of redemption, we don't. Because Jesus did for us something that nobody else can do. But that fear will make you feel like you're in hell the whole time you're a Christian. It'll, it'll just stop you from witnessing to your family. It'll stop you from being the man or woman of God that you desire to be because maybe sister so-and-so isn't like you and she's got control over you. She's using witchcraft on you and you're just in fear all the time. Renounce that fear. Deal with that fear. Rebuke that fear because fear hath torment. And we, we talked about that over in First John uh, 4.18. But, you know, literally, being talked out of doing something that we're already doing, is you'll find over in Matthew chapter 14. This is, this is one of my favorite, I have a lot of favorite stories, just like I'm sure you all do also. But this is one of my favorite stories because this is Peter. And to know and understand Peter's character uh, in Scripture is to know and understand how important faith is in our lives. But but uh, starting in uh, in verse, let's see, and uh, let's let's go to um, well here here the story is that Peter's going to be walking on water here in just a second, uh, and they had rowed out uh, out to sea, uh, and the ship now uh, in verse 24 was in the midst of the sea and was being tossed with waves, and and the wind was contrary to it. So in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a demon! They cried out in fear because they didn't understand that Jesus could do this. I mean, even, listen, brothers and sisters, remember, even Philip, you know, Jesus, when, when, when Jesus came back and, and he, um, um, Philip had said, Jesus, Jesus had said, talked about the Father, talked about his father and Philip said well well show us the father and 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 Jesus said to Peter uh, to um Philip he said Philip how long have I been with you 
and you still don't know me? Now, here was a man who walked with Jesus for three years. Walked with Jesus. Didn't just know about the Bible. He was being part of the Bible. And he walked with Jesus for three years, and after three years, he still didn't understand who his Savior was. And that's what happened here on the water, is that they didn't understand who Jesus was. They thought it was a demon. But straightway, Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And so Peter, who always answered first in just about everything that was ever asked, Peter, Peter said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, Come. And Peter stepped out of the ship, and he walked on the water, and he was going towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, who's boisterous? Who's, all, who's so full of wind that's boisterous? That's Satan himself. When he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and he went down. He started to sink. And so now Peter was doing something that he couldn't do, yet he was doing it. And the devil came along and said, you can't do this. One of those waves slapped him in the face and said, wake up, you can't walk on water, even though he was already walking on water. Brothers and sisters, how many times have, have we been doing something with the Lord or just about trying to do something with the Lord and all of a sudden we thought, we can't do this. No, nobody can do this. We, we, we lose our faith and trust in the Lord and we do that not because we lose our faith and trust, but we do that because we have fear working inside of us or we are open uh, to the spirits of fear. Just a couple more verses real quick because I know we're going to take a break here in just a minute. Uh, the, the spirit of fear will snare you into distrusting the Lord. Now over in Matthew 6, verse 31, Jesus said, Take no thought, saying, What are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? But verse 32 says, uh, Jesus said, because all these things the Gentiles seek, but your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. We are in fear every day saying, I wonder I wonder how I'm going to make it through tomorrow. I wonder if I'm going to have uh, clothing to wear. I wonder if I'm going to have food. The Lord says, don't worry about these things, that he'll take care of us. And this fear snares us from trusting the Lord. Now, real quick, worry. Because worry is, is just about synonymous with fear, but uh, over in Psalm 127, verse 2, uh, uh, Solomon, um, David writes here, he says, uh, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, and to eat the bread of sorrows. Why? Because the Lord gives his beloved sleep. Yet, yet that word vain means useless. It, it, it's just totally useless to rise up early, okay, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, or to sit up late, okay, now I've got to get this done, or to eat the bread of sorrows. We just sit and we wring our hands constantly, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, oh, I just can't do this. It says that, that he gives his beloved sleep. See, when we have worry in our lives, which the Scripture says is useless, it binds us up and it makes us to be somebody that we're not supposed to be. It, steals, it also um, steals sleep from our homes. Do you remember when, when uh, uh, Martha and Mary, when Jesus was coming to their house, and Martha was all worked up because Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, and Martha was cumbered about, this is in Luke 10:40. 40, 
Martha was cumbered about with much serving, and she came to Jesus, and she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Now, Martha was doing a good thing, but Martha wasn't doing the right thing. And this is paramount before we go to our break, because Jesus, after this, will we'll talk about the answers and open it up and get some deliverance going here. This is paramount as I, as I close the message for tonight, because Martha was doing a good thing, but Martha wasn't doing the right thing. And brothers and sisters, you need to make sure that you're doing the right thing and not a good thing. Because there are just some good things that God doesn't care about, that we care about. Uh, I've mentioned before, I have a good, good friend, Pastor John Gogan. I heard him say one time, I want to give him credit for this because I stole it from him. Uh, uh, he sent a message one time. He says, you know, almost everybody likes apple pies. I mean, listen, apple pie is a good thing, whether you have it a la mode or not. Apple pie is a good thing. Almost everybody loves apple pie. And so our whole life, we send apple pies to God. And then we get home and we say, God, what do you think about those apple pies? He says, well, I like cherry. Are we, <laughs> are we out of our good serving the Lord or are we doing the right thing? Because years ago, brothers and sisters, as we close, Okay, uh, let me. I'll give you the verse. Uh, I'll t- tell you what. Uh, in Luke ten forty, so so in verse forty one, Jesus answered and said, "Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things, but Mary has chosen that which is right." Mary chose to sit at Jesus' feet because that's more important than serving, and serving's a good thing, but not it does it. It can't supersede the Lord. And we get confused, brothers and sisters, as to as to good things and right things. And as we close, let me close with this. Years ago, the church used to be hated because it convicted the world of sin and of unrighteousness. But today, the church is just as hated. But it's not hated because we convict the world of sin and unrighteousness. It hates us because of our hypocrisy. Why? Because what used to be uh, taught in the church was right and wrong. Now, there's no gray area in right and wrong. Right is right and wrong is wrong, period. There, there's no, there's no, you can't round the corners of it. You can't, you can't make a short, uh, 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 you can't make a, um, uh, you know, a, uh, a shortcut uh, to right and wrong. Right is right and wrong is wrong. But now you can make shortcuts to good and bad. So the church doesn't teach right and wrong anymore. The church teaches good and bad. Well, what's good to Shannon may be bad to me. So where do we go with that? We have to go back to the Word of God. What is right is right. What is wrong is wrong. Brothers and sisters, after the break, let's deal with our fears. Let's renounce them in Jesus' name. Let's get them behind us. And then uh, if we have questions and answers, that's fine. If we want to do some deliverance tonight over this, that's fine. Uh, Shannon, I'll, I'll be available uh, for the next hour, uh, and then uh, we'll just see where the Lord takes it from there. Amen. I want to add to that, Pastor Mike. Uh, you know, people see the hypocrisy. They see a lukewarm church. And Jesus says, if you're going to be lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. I would that you were hot or cold. Amen. Amen, and brother. folks, you know, the, the world sees that. Those that don't even profess Jesus Christ as their Savior, some of them have more 
um, self-respect and many who call themselves Christians. In other words, they even they have standards. And, you know, people are looking for the salt out there. And I think this dog outside my apartment is looking for a cat. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, I said something last night on my Facebook wall, and I'll, uh, I'll say it again. You know, some believe God is progressive and he changes with the times. The answer to that is wrong. Malachi 3.6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And you've got, uh, too often, you've got churches that are lukewarm. They're in compromise. They've lost their salt. They've lost their flavor. And you can't tell them apart from the world. What then are we going to have to draw anybody out of darkness to light? So, uh, you know, that's just a uh, an admonition that uh, we need to get on fire for the Lord. And, you know, folks, with regards to uh, fear of moving forward in deliverance, let me say something to you. Once you start deliverance, there's no turning back. You don't say, I prayed one time, now I'm good for life. You know, it's a battle for our very souls, folks. You know, you don't take antibiotics three days and you say, well, I feel better. So I'm not going to take it the other 11 days, you know, the full 14-day course. What what happens typically? You know what happens. The uh, the bacteria regroups and comes back, and and then you're going to have to have CPRO or something. You know, we can't give the devil a chance to regroup and rearm. We've got to attack, attack, attack in Jesus' name. You know, we've got to go all the way, folks. We've got to route this enemy out because you and I are now marked men and women. I remember hearing you all say, uh, Pastor Mike, um, that every time someone would come into Hegwish during one of the conferences, <laughs> the devil, uh, he was taking notes. You're, you're on the devil's hit list, folks. You betcha. The, from, the, from the very first time you ever go down the deliverance road, because now you have the capability and knowledge to get delivered, so you can actually do something for Jesus Christ with your life, and then being delivered, you can go out and help others that are perishing out there. You know, um, we've got to get beyond the place that, we're just comfortable sitting on the on the seat, doing nothing, waiting for the return of Jesus Christ while the enemy is destroying this country and our families, folks. Amen. You know, that's what Satan's angry about. I heard on an interrogation, Pastor Michael, where the demon said, you know, um, we've got the country paralyzed. You know, they're right where we want them. Uh, we don't want to see people uh, get in the battle because basically uh, they could... Push back the timeline. Amen. You know, Listen, Shannon, I've heard, I've heard the demons say that they don't care about people who get saved. They say they don't like it, and they do everything they can to prevent it, but they don't really care as long as the people then don't know what to do with the demons. Amen. That's what they fear. You know, they, they fear men and women of God that are out there uh, chasing the enemy, routing them out, doing warfare prayers, binding and loosing, using the keys of the kingdom something that can actually deal a death blow to the enemy. Folks, if we would get up and there would be men and women of God that would stand in the gap for this nation, God might give us some more time. It's been done in the past, but you know what? When there is no one to stand in the gap for the innocent, then the innocent perish, and God has to bring judgment on a nation, and it's going to be a pretty fast end. So anyway, that's just my admonition. You know, We can't live in fear. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. So if we got a spirit of fear... We just need to take authority over it, cast it out in Jesus' name, and uh, get back in the battle. Amen, brother. I think I preached enough, and I haven't even had my coffee yet. <laughs> We're going to go to a quick break, about a five-minute break, and then um, if you need uh, 
prayer tonight, folks. That's what we're here for. The lines are open. If you'd like to share a testimony, speaking of which, folks, you know, they overcame by the the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. If the Lord has done something in your life, and some of you have write in and told us this, get up on national radio and let people know what God has done for you. It will encourage people um, to stay in the battle, to seek deliverance, and um, nothing like a good testimony. Uh, I remember when I came to the conference, Pastor Michael, I saw a guy going down the, the road with a long pole with a microphone yeah. in the end. I said, what's this? And next thing you know, one brother after the next was getting up and sharing the testimonies, and there were some of the most awesome testimonies I'd ever heard of what the Janet, Lord had do you, done people. Do you know that A.W. Tozer wrote that uh, if you take testimonies out of a church, a church will die? Wow, that's the truth. Amen. We need that, yeah. folks, to keep us energized. So we're going to take about a five-minute break, and then uh, we'll be right back.
1-877-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Omega Man Radio with Shannon Davis.
917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. God is calling a people to war, all-out war. A war in which no quarter is given and no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains. Attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. T minus 10, 9, 8, o'clock is operating. We're underway. takes me back to the early days of the church. You know, it's unfortunate, but you don't hear that kind of music anymore. Even the old hymn books are missing from most of the churches. The old green and red hymn books, some of you that are raised in the church, uh, know what I'm talking about? Of course, uh, it's not devoid from Hegwish Baptist Church in Highland, Indiana. I praise God that they have maintained the, uh, the music which has the blood of Jesus in it, the old rugged cross, the power of the blood. You know, the songs that uh, I was raised in, you know, when my grandparents were were pastoring many years ago. And, uh, you know, the modern-day music just makes me gag. But um, with a podcast, of course, we have to have uh, something that has been approved for PodSafe networks. And so... What I mean by that, if, uh, if uh, the artist has not given us permission, I can't play it. So, folks, I'm looking for uh, help. We need uh, some of the old-timey songs like that. If you've got any, send them my way and we'll play it. Because uh, we certainly uh, need those kind of songs today. Let me get Pastor uh, Michael back on. Brother, are you hey, back good with evening. Good, good evening. Good evening, Shannon. Can you, you know, hear me okay? I can hear you great. And, and again, uh, I sat there at Hegelish listening to the old songs. Play, praise God. Uh, y'all have pre- y'all uh, preserved them. I praise God yeah. for that. You know, Pastor Worley loved blood and gut songs. He loved songs that uh, that were timeless. Uh, they they meant something then. They mean something now. Uh, some of these songs that we sing uh, at Hegwish are songs that he picked up when uh, he was just either a boy in college. Uh, some of them were when he came, right came out of uh, uh, he served in World War Two. Uh, they're old songs, but you know God tells us in Jeremiah to go back to the old paths. Yes. The old, the old paths, Shannon, won't lead us astray. 
Now, I grant you that, you know, a lot of the music we play at Hegwish, I tell people all the time, you know, it won't move your feet, it won't move you from your seat, but it will fill your spirit. It, it, will, it will connect you with the Lord. It'll teach you about Jesus. It'll teach you about the blood of Jesus, what Calvary did. Uh, it's not like these emotional roller coasters that, that are brought out today, you know, in songs that, that it just, it just uh, aggravates, actually, the spirit because it ministers to the flesh, and the flesh can't be ministered to. The flesh is, the flesh is, is corrupt. It's evil. It's got to be dealt with. It's got to be put to death. And the only way to do that is to go back to the old paths. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, folks, if you start to get some of the, uh, the sermons by Pastor Wynn Worley, you'll come across some that were called song sermons. Uh, tell the people out there, what is a song sermon, brother? I'll tell you what. When, when uh, I was still a, a, an early believer, a baby believer uh, at the church, and um, this is uh, probably... I was probably dating or courting um, his eldest daughter at that time, or just prior to that. Um, Pastor Worley, we we were we started our workshops in October of 1980, I believe, and um, shortly thereafter, um, Pastor Worley uh, was speaking from the pulpit, and he said that uh, he was going to start doing what are called song sermons. And since he loved to sing, now he knew he wasn't a great singer. Uh, he, in fact, he said uh, he used to sing by the letter. He'd, he'd open up and let her fly. Uh, and he couldn't go too high and he couldn't go too low, but he had a place right in between. And Mrs. Worley would play the piano or the organ, and um, he would sing the message for an hour. And he would he would sing the, uh, you know, if, if anybody's watched the uh, early Gaither reunion videos, the the first, second, third, fourth one particularly, you've got people like Ira Stanfill on there, and, and you've got the, the cathedrals, and, and, and that old-time music. I mean, Pastor Worley loved Ira Stanfill. Um, I, I, um, there's Room at the Cross, I believe, was, was Ira Stanfill. Um, um, he Washed My Eyes with Tears, I believe, is Ira Stanfill also. And uh, do you know that, that Ira Stanfield died nine days after Pastor Worley? And wow. I know that right right behind Jesus, meeting Ira at the gates of heaven, was Pastor Worley waiting to give him a big hug. He loved all of his songs. And he liked to, he just liked to sing those old blood and gut songs, and that's, that's where we cut our teeth on. You know? Amen. And, and here's, here's the thing, Shannon. I, I understand, I truly understand about the modern music. And, you know, there are a few modern songs that are very good, okay? The reason I don't bring them into the church, uh, being the pastor, I'm responsible for the things that go on in the church. And the reason I don't bring them into the church is because I'm going to open the door then to other things. If people say, well, if this is okay, then this must be okay. So we just keep to the old stuff. And the one thing, how can you, how can you not love, you know, um, uh, some of these old hymns that, that we have, you know, uh, the the uh, Walter, uh, the Martin Luther, um, um, a mighty fortress is our God. I mean, how can you not love? No, no matter what people think about Luther or, or, or Lutherans or whatever, you know, how can you not love that song? And you know, you can't go wrong, you brother. You know, not, I. 
I kind of equate by the old stuff. Amen. You know, and I kind of equate it the same way as uh, the Bible that I have. My sword is a King James Bible, sixteen eleven. It's been in in stone for four hundred years. There's not any uh, boards that are going to come along that have atheists sitting on them, homosexuals, witches that are going to come in and corrupt the Word of God that I hold in my hand right now. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. The reason people can't memorize the Word of God is they're jumping around to so many Bible versions, and they've got their hands on some that are corrupted. Okay, they, they have as many as 100,000 changes from the original. And so, you know, you know, brother, I said, if I'm going to memorize, I'm going to pick a Bible and stick with it. And, you know, I want the unadulterated Word of God. I want something Amen. that's not going to be tampered with. Just as the Catholic Church, I just saw an article the other day, they're coming out with a new version. Uh, they've been working on it for 20 years, and I compared some of it with the word that I have. And, brother, I don't read the same thing when I read theirs. You know, yeah. so I can't hear the word of the Lord when I'm reading these other versions. I don't hear yeah. the, I can't worship the Lord hearing some of this new music that's out there. It's devoid of the power. And, you know, the demons know that, too, and that's why they get in there and they try to corrupt it. They don't want to hear about the blood of Jesus or the old rugged cross. No, they don't even you know, want to hear the name of Jesus. They, they they don't mind hearing about what Jesus can do, void of the name, okay? And because what it does is it glorifies what what man is doing within himself, not what Jesus is doing. Because you know, let's face it, the scriptures are very clear what the demons fear and tremble about. That's the name of Jesus Christ. That's the only thing they care about. Brother, if I hear a song and it's, it's saying, you know, I worship you, I worship you, and there's no mention of the name of Jesus Christ, they may be yep. worshiping the devil for all I know. Do you, you know here in the, here in the South, uh, I'm, I'm in Texas uh, tonight, um, well, you know, Shannon, from um, being down South, I mean, God is talked about all the time. And, and brethren, I, I don't mean to offend anybody, so please listen to this in the context of what I'm saying. I'm sick and tired of hearing about God. I want to hear about Jesus. I want to hear about my Savior. You know, God didn't go to Calvary for my sins. His Son, Jesus Christ, did. Jesus Christ, the Bible says, laid down His life. Jesus says, I laid it down and I took it back up again. This isn't God. Okay, this is Jesus in the form of a man. It was a man, Christ Jesus, a human being who went to the cross to pay the price for my sins. Now he sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for me, and he's made a bridge for me to get back to God. Now, I worship God, but I worship God through worshiping the Son. And I want to hear about Jesus Christ. I want to hear about the living Son of God. Because in the South, all you hear about is God this and, you know, God saved me. And, and you know, brothers and sisters, Jesus saves. God is, sitting at the, God is sitting on his throne, and through his Son, he saves us. It's very important that, that we know and realize. This is why I'm talking when I said earlier about the helmet of salvation. We've got to know who Jesus is, what he's done for us, because God did not do some of the things that he's getting credit for. Now, yes, Jesus is God, but the three are one yet separate. And, and, and Jesus, of course, lives inside of us, but not Jesus the man, Jesus the Holy Spirit lives inside of the believer. But because Jesus wouldn't fit in my body, he, I don't know how tall he was, but I'm only, 
I'm only 5'9", five, 5'9 nine, five, nine or whatever, 5'10", and so he was probably taller than me, and he wouldn't fit in my body. Well, he'd have so a hard time with me. I'm, I'm barely 5'5". Five five. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. I mean, so Jesus would pop out, you know, through, through your head, so he lives in you through the Holy Spirit. Okay, he's still he's still Jesus, but he's in the form of the Holy Spirit. So my point, Shannon, is just I get tired of hearing about God in the South. I want to hear about Jesus. Mention the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, brothers and sisters, everybody talks about God. The Buddhists talk about God. The Hindus talk about God. Islam talks about God. You know, every 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 bloodless religion talks about God. But when you're in a conversation, when you're in a room and you've got a circle of people talking. You bring up the name of Jesus, and, and look what happens. Brother, there's one name that'll that'll cause people to want to kill you, to gnash at you yep. with your teeth. And that's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, because that's the only name under which man yep. might be saved, the only way to the Father. And you know, folks, Amen. just because someone uses the name God, that doesn't mean they're worshiping the same God as you and I. Amen. God has a name. He has multiple names, the truth be known. Uh, Jehovah, yep. Yahweh, I am that I am. But my point is, is uh, just because someone says, yeah, I... I worship God. Why well, say, well, who is your God? Is it the God of Abraham, yes, Isaac, and Jacob? Is his son the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. I uh, love no, I, no, I actually worship uh, Allah. Well, that's not yeah, the same yeah. God I worship. That's actually uh, a, uh, excuse me, a moon demon. That, By the way, yes. I know a brother <laughs> that uh, cast out a spirit of Allah uh, in a deliverance session about two weeks ago. <laughs> cool. But, cool. Folks, that's a, that's a real demon out there. Um, you know, so... There are people that worship God, but it's not the God you and I worship. You better uh, qualify that. But uh, the bottom line is, yes, the the devil is angry. Uh, The host of hell are angry because there's power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood. Uh, Demons are defeated through the name and blood of Jesus Christ, and that's why they hate these songs, because the truth is these are really warfare songs. And removing them from the, the hymn books... Uh, is just uh, you know another example of the lukewarm church. They think that God changes. If you take the blood of Jesus out of the equation, we're all lost. Amen. Hey, Brother you, Shannon, I'm working on getting you some songs uh, that, that we sing and some of the warfare songs together that uh, you know that that we can release or that can be released, and we'll get them to you as quickly as we can. Well, brother, we would be honored, and uh, we would love to play a song sermon one day so people can experience. Uh, what the song sermon was all about. It's just powerful. In fact, um, I remember when I was out at your last conference, uh, the family workshop, excuse me, number 92, which was last year, a year ago, um, I'm sitting there on Sunday, and y'all were playing one of the song sermons with Pastor Worley singing, and uh, I literally, folks, saw demons start to manifest. Yes. One lady came in, and the demon screamed out, Why did you bring me here? I told you not to come. It was too late for the demon. (laughs) Because it manifested, and there were some workers who knew how to deal with it, and they got over there and cast out that demon in Jesus' name. <laughs> but the demon came up as a result of listening to the songs about uh, the blood of Jesus. It was it was wild. And, uh, folks, I see people uh, popping in on the lines here. We're, we've got open lines tonight. We're going to take your calls. I'm sorry for uh, talk, hogging the time here with Pastor Michael. I, I enjoy every time he comes on. Uh, the number is 917-889-2745. Now, I have um, a sister which has requested prayer, and I'm going to try to patch her in. Let's see if this works. Folks, I want to tell you, too, um, we have a toll-free number, which is 877-806-2482. You're welcome to use if you don't have unlimited long distance. That's what it's for. 
But if you're overseas, we have found out that uh, I can actually call you from Skype and patch you in. So if you want to email me with your overseas number, just give me a direct dial number from the States. We can actually call you like we called a brother the other day in Australia and patched him in live, and it'll be on my dime. So let there be no excuse to uh, to get in when these lines are open for prayer. We'll make a way to get to you. <laughs> okay, stand by. We're going to try to get a sister on right now. Well, let's see here. Hello, may I speak to Roberta? Roberta? Okay, it looks like we lost her. Let's see, I've got another number to dial back. It's an area code 404. Let me punch that into my little switchboard here. And uh, Pastor Michael, while I'm doing this, uh, you have another workshop coming up soon. What are the dates on that? Yes, we do. Our next workshop is going to be in April. This is a family workshop. Uh, this is for Ma, Pa, and the Kitties. Come one, come all. It's going to be April 14th through April 17th. And uh, it's a we have a $20 admission. Uh, if you can't afford it, you come see me because we're not out to make money. Uh, we, we do that to uh, cover our overhead. Uh, but other than that, uh, we charge nothing to pray for people. Uh, and we have four days uh, of, uh, well, three days of teaching. Uh, and we, after uh, our Friday nights, after our Thursday night service, Friday night service, and Saturday night service, we offer to pray for people because you just don't want to talk about deliverance. You also want to do it uh, and help people out. And by that time, the demons are pretty stirred up anyway. They, they, a lot of them just want to go because they're cowards to begin with. Uh, so, you know, uh, quite a few of them are, are easy, to, you know, to come out. Uh, but it's a great time that we focus on deliverance topics. Uh, we usually have a question and answer. Uh, a lot of knowledgeable people at our conferences uh, that can help out those that, that have needs. And what's neat is you might find somebody in your area uh, there at the conference, because uh, we snag maybe between 70 and 100 people at conference. Now, I realize for a lot of churches that that's just, that's just small potatoes. But listen, brothers and sisters, it's the small things that God uses to pull down the mighty. Amen. Uh, and uh, don't worry about the numbers. I don't worry about the numbers. I don't care what the numbers are. Uh, you know what? Who's ever there is, is going to be there, uh, and that's who we minister to, and we and we just always have a good time. And you may find somebody in your area uh, that uh, you can hook on, uh, and you guys can be praying for each other. So if you get a chance to uh, come, uh, if you want to uh, email your uh, your mail address to us. Now we're getting some new stuff on our website to uh, to email uh, our flyer, but right now we still do it by snail mail. Just send us your um, your name and address and, and ask to be put on our mailing list. And don't worry, you'll never, never get a solicitation of money from us. In fact, if you do, just know that the Lord's left our ministry. Uh, all you'll ever get from us is a workshop flyer telling you of what when we're going to be meeting together. So uh, you can, and, and your name and address is, is held in confidence. Uh, and uh, it's just uh, we don't share our mailing list with anybody or anything. Amen. And also, folks, uh, check out the new YouTube channel. It, I'm going to it right now. It is... Okay, if you want to go to this YouTube, it is Hegewish Baptist. H-E-G-E-W-I-C-H-B-A-P-T-I-S-T. 
or just go to YouTube and do a search on Hagwish Baptist Church, and you're going to find some cool videos. In fact, uh, y'all launched the uh, first ever uh, Ustream of one of your conferences this last time. Will y'all be doing that on the next workshop, Pastor Michael? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. We hope everything will be up and running, running to do Ustream again. For those who won't be able to come to our conference, uh, we'll have a Ustream channel uh, linked up on our up on the HBC website, which is hbcdelivers.org, and uh, you can click right on that site and watch the conference right from your very home, uh, at, in the comfort of your home from your uh, from your home PC. Amen. Uh, no substitute or, or, like or being there in person. But, you know, folks, some of you live overseas. Yeah. Uh, no reason to miss out. You could be right there on your PC or your Apple. <laughs> I'm kind of torn so between we, the PC we and do Apple. all of our services. Yes, we do all of our services through Ustream now Amen. Um, at, our, at our conferences. Uh, we're, not, we're not quite set up yet to do that in our regular services. Uh, we're, we're a family church, and uh, uh, we're, st- we're still, you know, kicking the tires on on uh, what, what to do with some of those things. Uh, but for our conferences, for those who can't make it all over the world, people can watch uh, and, and watch live as we sit there, uh, as the other pastors sit there and listen to the other speakers, and you can join right with us right over the Internet. Isn't that neat? Man, that is awesome. You know, that you can have truly an international church and congregation. We're going to try to now dial, let's see, I think I actually see them here. Here we go. There we go. Stand by. I'm sorry. Standing, standing by. Okay, area code 404, you're on the air. How are you? Uh, yes, how are you tonight? Doing really good. Thank you for your patience. I, I saw you go, call in. Uh, how uh, How did you hear about us? I heard about you through a friend um, from New York City. Well, praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. How can we help you tonight? I'm calling in for special prayer tonight for me and my family. Absolutely. What's uh, going any, on, sister? Yes. Sister, I'm calling can you in. Breathe? I'm calling can in. Can you briefly tell tonight. us what's going on? Well, I'm um, I'm getting ready to start a ministry, and I I'm just praying for strength and guidance of the Lord. Are you Are you looking to be doing deliverance for people, or, or what kind of ministry? You talking about the ministry that I, I am talking about? I'm really taking baby steps, being led by the by God, and I'm asking you to pray for me that I will be led by Jesus. Okay, well I'll tell you what. Let's do that right now, Father. In Jesus' name, this dear sister that's calling, Father, uh, we don't know what you're doing in her life, who she's going to be ministering to, or what you have for her. Uh, but we know that you are the God of all flesh. You know our frame. You know everything that moves us and tickles us, Father. And we ask that you would gift this sister with whatever she needs, Father, to be the woman of God that you're calling her to be. We pray, Father, that you'd keep the devil at bay uh, from any kind of distractions uh, or, or um, Father, any kind of uh, interruptions that he might try and cause uh, in her life or in her family. Uh, Lord, we ask that you would anchor her feet uh, to the Word of God, uh, to the path of righteousness, looser from any path of destruction. We ask that you'd send your righteousness before her, Father, uh, so that she can accomplish those things that you are calling her to do. 
We bind, rebuke, and cast on the strong man, everyone is saying strongholds that would try and lead her astray, try and lead her to minister in areas that, that uh, you may not be leading her, Father. Uh, we ask that you'd close those doors, Father, seal them, weld them shut so they can't be opened by anybody, Father, especially the demons. Uh, and, Father, that you would direct this sister, Father, to those people that you're going to be wanting her to minister to, Father. Deliver her from any fears, worries, or concerns that she has. We bind those things uh, to the name of Jesus Christ. We cast them down. We cancel any and all, any and all of Satan's plans against her. Uh, and we ask, Father, uh, that you would send your angels before her, Father, to calm those waters uh, so that she can hear clearly from you tonight, Father, and in the days ahead. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen, Lord, sister. Um, any other areas that you needed prayer? Um, how how are you doing? Are you under any attack from the enemy right now? Have you uh, went through any deliverance? I have been under some um, attacks uh, a month ago. I've been doing a lot of praying and a lot of laying before God, uh, a lot of reading. Most of them trying to stay in the Word real heavy. Yes. And I've been uh, just laying before him during the day and uh, laying before him uh, partially through the night. Uh, during the day, I've been trying to stay in the Word and try to keep my mind lifted and try to uh, stay meditating on the Word of God during the day. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. No, the attacks of the enemy will come, and that's usually a sign that uh, you're on the right track because, you know, if a person calls me and says, hey, I've been fine. I've been serving the Lord for 85 years, and I've never had the first attack. That tells me they probably haven't done anything <laughs> to get the enemy yeah. worse. But um, absolutely, Satan will pull out all stops to try to stop a man or woman of God from following the Great Commission, to uh, spread the gospel to the world, to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, and uh, to move in the, the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, anytime you need prayer, you don't hesitate to call. And if you would email me, uh, megamanradio at yahoo.com, I'd like to uh, put some material in your hands. Um, Pastor Michael donated a, a case of books, and uh, I would like to uh, send you a copy, and I would also encourage you to go over and um, check out hbcdelivers.org. Uh, the church has put a lot of great material up there to get people started in deliverance, and you're certainly going to... Um, um, Come in contact with a host of hell before too long if you haven't already. <laughs> Amen. So it, knows, it it helps to know how to fight them. Amen. That's true. That's so true. That is so true. Well, God but bless you for calling in, sister. Thank you for praying for me tonight. Amen. You're welcome, sister. Amen. God bless you. Oh, bye-bye. We're going to go to the next caller, area code 404, uh, my home state of Georgia. 404, <laughs> how are you tonight? Good evening, Shannon, and um, uh, man of God, other man of God. Sister, how are you tonight? Fine, Sister Rosalind. How are you? Always a pleasure. The Lord bless you. Yeah, that was my sister in Christ, uh, Sharon, that just called in, great woman of God. I want to, um, I know God is calling me into more, uh, in, 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 in a level of deliverance, and I know I've gone through deliverance on the air and also in churches, but I want to know more about deliverance, and also I want to be, Completely, like, how do I know when would I would know for sure I'm, I'm completely healed and delivered for me to go for it? Cause it's, it's a great need. Um, 
I just, you know, relocated here in Baltimore, Maryland. It, 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 I just want you to pray for the city and the state of Baltimore, Maryland, you know, to break this, uh, the territorial spirit, lack of, you know, drug addictions, unemployment. It's just a lot of stuff going on, you know, nationwide. But I just want to pray for this city and state as well. And sister, pray for did, me. sister, did you say your name is Rosalind? Yeah, Rosalind Jennings. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi, Rosalind. My name is Pastor Mike. Um, How you doing, yeah, Pastor Mike? Praise the Lord. Listen, there's no better way to get in deliverance than to just start doing it. We have an old saying at Hagwish that when people come to the church, you know, they're kind of timid and, and don't mm-hmm. know what to do. And so we put a Bible in one hand and a leg in the other. Uh, mm-hmm. And the best way to get involved in deliverance, um, Brother Shannon was just talking about uh, going to hpcdelivers.org and checking out. We have a plethora of deliverance materials uh, written by Pastor Worley that you can read uh, for free uh, right right on the website. Uh, you can link Hello? to WRW. Hello? You're still with us, sister. Keep going. Okay. Yeah, you can link. I realized I was still on the line. <laughs> Okay. You can check out wrwpublications.com uh, if you want to purchase uh, any of those materials. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's how you get in, that's how you get involved in Deliverance Sister. You just go out and start doing it. Um, you don't you don't need a lot of training. You you do need to know about deliverance and and about what the adversary can do. But all those materials can help you out with that. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it it's a lot of times just trial and error. Uh, as you're praying for people or when you're first getting into it, don't be afraid to make a mistake because, you know, we went through the scriptures tonight on fear, and Peter made plenty of mistakes, uh, and he learned from those mistakes, and then he went on uh, and did exploits for the Lord. And so you can do the same things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, of course, you know, Baltimore being being the depressed area that it is, uh, demonically speaking, uh, you have authority to bind those principalities and powers in heavenly places. Uh, we'd be more than happy to pray with you, but uh, you want to really stir up the devil and get him going and kind of rev up your engine, you should do this yourself. Start attacking these things. Uh, over in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, in verse 10, it's told we're told that uh, the, the intention uh, that Paul was speaking at that time was to let the principalities and powers in heavenly places know the manifold wisdom of God. And he said the church is supposed to do this, and you're the church. Uh, Wherever you meet is the church building, uh, but you're the ecclesia of God. You're the one who is called out, sister, uh, and you let those demons know what they can and can't do. You start speaking to them. They've not been spoken to in 2,000 years, and uh, they they hate it when a clump of dirt like us, because we're made from the dust of the earth, use this authority that Jesus gave us and use it over them because they're created beings. You know, they're so far superior to us, but armed with the name of Jesus Christ, we have authority over them, and you tell them no. You tell them to back off. You tell them to get behind you. You you tell them because nobody else has told them anything in 2,000 years. And you'll grab a tiger by the tail, sister, and you'll be in deliverance faster than what you know. Amen. But how do how do you protect yourself from the back um, lashes and stuff? Because one time, well, let me take let me explain ahead. to you what happened to me. That's why I want to train properly because I, I I was reading these uh, deliverance prayers, warfare prayers at night, and I was reading them, reading them, and I was just when I went to sleep, I I was attacked. 
And I didn't really know how to, um, (laughs) no, it wasn't, it it didn't feel feel good at all, but it was like, no one didn't really know how to help me, but one person, they, you know, told me to anoint myself and read Psalm 91, Psalm 35 and certain scriptures, but nobody else didn't know know how to tell me to help me. And I'm like, it was horrible to try to go, and you feel like you you do get attacked if you don't know what you you ain't covered. Amen, sister. Well, listen. Let me let me tell you something. You know, the word the word backlash. Now, I get it, okay, and I believe in demonic backlash. But I've chosen to look at backlash from a positive side, okay? Because mm-hmm. what the Lord allows in our lives, He allows for a reason. And so, you know, if I'm getting hit with backlash and it's affecting me demonically, it means that I have an open open. Uh, um, um, hole uh, mm-hmm. in my life, in my spiritual okay. life, which makes okay. me then want to seek out the Lord to find out where that is. So you okay. can take that, you can take that negative and turn it into a positive, and use that against the devil and say, "Devil, well, thank you so much for showing me your hand. You know, uh, you know, thank you so much for threatening me and making me afraid because it's going to make me get closer to Jesus." And once they know that you're onto them. The, it's not that they'll leave you alone, but they'll leave certain areas alone. They'll they'll go and try and deceive you in another area. Call their bluff. Go ahead and let them let them afflict you, but not but don't get disheartened over it. Just say, okay, listen, devil, you got the best of me then, but I'm going to learn from this. And guess what? I'm not going to allow you to do that again to me. Talk Amen. back to these things. Let them know that you have authority over them. Use that authority, sister, uh, and watch them back off. Amen. You know, uh, sister, I'll tell you, um, again, God will allow certain things for your training. I remember yeah. that uh, when I started going through um, Pastor Wynn Worley preaching, um, it wasn't maybe a week or two. I got paralyzed one night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a, probably a spirit of um, succubus or asmodeus. You know, one of these night spirits, and um, uh-huh. I prayed the next day, and I said, you know what, I'm not going to go to bed before praying and asking God to loose angels in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to surround my apartment, cover myself with the blood of Jesus, and I started listening to the Word of God at night. In mm-hmm. other words, I set it on uh, the computer to play. You know, you find the one you like. Some people like Alexander Scorby. He's good. I like Max McLean. He's got a pretty good voice. I hooked it up I'll on have iTunes. To check him out, brother. And next thing you know, Word of God's playing all night. Demons don't want to stay around with the Word of God playing, especially the gospel. <laughs> so, you know what? I started taking authority over that, and uh, I started binding these foul spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, covering myself with the blood. I started binding Incubus and Succubus and Asmodeus and Lilith, and I started to um, do spiritual warfare. And, you know, it says, if you resist the devil, he shall flee. So if Amen. we will stand up to the devil and not let this spirit of fear tell us that, you know, we're no match. You know, there's no weapon formed against you and I that is going to prosper when we're living for the Lord Jesus Christ. The attacks may come, okay, but you know what? You're going to get stronger as a result, and then when you're dealing with someone else who's went through that, you'll understand how to fight it. So, you know, just plead the blood over you every night. Do your mm-hmm. warfare and um, play the word, and that's my best advice. I sleep mm-hmm. soundly. And you know what? The more and more I do deliverance, the better I sleep. I'll be honest with you, because uh, I'm coming in contact with the enemy every single day, praying with someone. I'm not afraid of them. We cast them out in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. You know, you don't have to fear that old slew foot. 
What what about transfer of spirits? When you, the people tell you don't lay hands on people because those spirits will transfer against you. What about that? Okay, listen, that's a very, very interesting topic because Scripture says, you know, don't lay hands suddenly on anybody. Here's the thing. When I pray for people, uh, when I'm going to lay my hands on them, this is how I pray. I, I'll say, Father, in Jesus' name, I biblically, scripturally, and doctrinally lay my hands upon this person, and I pray either against something or I pray for something. That way, I'm not concerned about transference of spirits. But, you know, we have somebody in our church, a good man by the name of Dennis. He's very thorough in his prayers. And at the beginning of your prayer, if you'll pray in faith and say, Lord, I pray that as I lay my hand upon this person, there can be no transference of spirits, and you and you walk it in faith, there will be no transference of spirits. Amen. Amen. Okay. In fact, uh, I'll tell you a true story that happened to me today. I went up to the mall today uh, with the plan to get my hair cut. You know, I was starting to look a little bit shaggy. Well, what's that, Shannon? <laughs> And uh, and uh, I get up there, and folks, I'm just going to tell you straight up. I tell you, I won't pull no punches on this show. Um, almost all of the um, the hairstylists are homosexuals here where we live. Okay, mm-hmm. I looked in there and I saw one woman, and I told my wife when I went in there, I said, you know, Marina, I said I don't want a homosexual to cut my hair today because I was concerned about any transference of spirits. <laughs> But, you know, I, I got in there, and I said, well, what happens if she's busy? What am I going to do, not get a haircut? You know what? you got to have faith. So I said to myself, okay, you know, listen, don't sweat it. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to declare I forbid any transference of spirits, and I cover myself in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? Uh, that's what you do. Uh, we, had a, we had a guy last week, uh, Pastor Michael, my wife brought, brought home to introduce to me, and he was a, uh, a young man. 24, who when he was five years old, he was raped by his uncle. Okay, and he was a homosexual. He came in. Um, I, I realized why my wife had brought him home because she had told him I was in the deliverance ministry and she wanted me to pray for him and he was open to it because he's being tormented. You know, uh, he doesn't feel happy. He knows he's wrong. He feels nobody loves him. He wants to commit suicide. So I sat down and I looked at him. I said, brother, tell me the truth here. Um, did someone molest you when you were a young man? And he started to cry. And then he tells me the story that he hadn't even told his own mom and dad that when he was five, his uncle, who has since moved to the States, molested him and put that homosexual spirit in. I said, brother, you can be set free today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, I sat him in a chair, and um, I called up Pastor Charlie Costello. We had just been talking earlier, and I said, hey, Charlie, would you pray with me in this, brother? I, I put the headset on him, so Charlie's praying on one ear, and I'm right there here in person with him. And at one point in time, I put my hand on his shoulder, and I said, wait a minute. Was that very wise to do? Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have done it, but you know what, folks? You're going to no, you into... should. you should have, Shannon. Was that right or wrong? I wanted to ask you. But... No, that was right, brother. That was right. What I did is I, I said, I bind the strong man in both me and you, Christopher. His name's Christopher. And I said, I forbid any transference of spirits. Amen. And I covered myself in the blood of Jesus, and I went to work. Folks, we can't have fear that a demon's going to jump into you. Now, you do need to use some wisdom. And I think I, I did right to bind the strong man and, and both of us and forbid any transference. But, 
you know what? We prayed for him, and he got some deliverance. Thank you, Amen. Jesus. And you know yeah. what? Uh, I got a report today that he wants to come back over and go round two, and he wants to bring his father now. Word is spreading that they're doing deliverance in Costa Rica. Thank you, Jesus. Thank and you know what? Amen. This, this brother, he had two earrings on. He's going to take his earrings off. Thank you, Jesus. He has repented, and the Lord's yeah. going to restore this young man. Yeah. So you know, you know what I'm saying? We're going to come in contact with the enemy. You don't go into any Amen. battle. You don't go to Iraq right now or Afghanistan and think you're not you know, going to come under fire. You might get hit. There's some casualties of war, but we don't have to fear because I remember uh, the testimony that you gave, Pastor Michael. Um, a, uh, a demonized man came in and was uh, <laughs> going to attack Pastor Winworley with a knife. And oh, all yeah. That. Yeah. It was, was that the one in the, in the service? Or, uh, yeah, I think a Leviathan manifested in the guy, or uh, I don't know what the spirit was, but I think somebody... Well, we had a couple was, witches. We had a couple witches in the church that came up to the pulpit, and we just we bound them in Jesus' name. And and uh, as we went up to escort them from the church, they were stiff like boards. Mm. Uh, I mean, the whole church, the whole church was, had been praying, and um, uh, yanked that uh, that pentagram uh, that they were wearing off, and they went limp, and out the door they went. And uh, mm. yeah, there's, there's been a lot. What know, about the time uh, someone did a karate chop on him? And sit past the worldly flying about fifteen to twenty feet in a in an angel cushion would fall. That was just that was just before my time. Uh, he yeah he, he used to tell that story a lot because he knew he was going to break his back, and you know he was a big guy and you just can't pick mm-hmm. him up and and throw him around. Uh, but those demons can get pretty strong. Uh, but you know the amazing thing for us is that you know I've got some I've got I've got a couple bite marks on me. Uh, I've got a few. Scars, okay, you know, physical scars, uh, not not many, just just a handful uh, from over the years, uh, you know, teeth breaking across my shoulder, or or you know, because I wasn't moving fast enough as the demon was trying to bite me. But you know something, those are just uh, I we call those love taps, and uh, <laughs> and you know, when they bite, you just say, hey, you're just biting into the blood of Jesus, and you know, it'll hurt for a little while. Uh, but we've never really had anybody injured in all the years. I, I've, I've been at Hegwish now 31 years, and uh, we, we've never had anybody injured. We've had, you know, we've had some scarring and some, you know, a couple marks here and there. But um, you know, the Lord. I mean, we've, we've had people run out our door, and, and you know, uh, we've had women manifest, and they, you know, they're down the street before you know it, and we got you know six, eight to ten guys chasing them down the street, tackling them on our neighbors' lawns, and and uh, bringing them back as the demon screaming, no, I don't want to go back there. I hate that place. Oh, don't mm-hmm. take them. You know, the neighbors are just, their doors are shutting, their windows are closing, you know. You hear the bolts closing on the doors and because and, uh, they, <laughs> they don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, and, and there may be a little bit of injury, but, you know, I look back, and while I the, while the marks I have hurt physically, they only hurt for a little while, and now it's something I can show people. I, I, I got one right on my hand, a big old gash uh, where uh, a demon took its fingernails and just dug in and just just decided to rake me. And, and uh, it's not that I'm proud of that, but that's a nice scar. That's a know? battle scar it, to be proud of. It is. It, it's a battle <laughs> scar. But, but, sister, let me give you a, a verse here to encourage you. Uh, and you should dig out these verses. Now, I could give them to you, but you should dig these out. There's nothing... 
better, finer, mm-hmm. than for us to get into the Word of God ourselves and dig this Amen. stuff out. But in Jeremiah seventeen eighteen, Jeremiah, he says, Lord, let them be confounded that persecute me, but let not me be confounded. Let them be dismayed, but let me not be dismayed. Bring upon them the day of evil and destroy them with double destruction. I love that verse. You know, just pray this upon your enemy. <laughs> not people. People are not your enemy. That's Ephesians 6. We're told that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, these, these are demons. The, you know, Ephesians 3.10 tells you. Uh, also, you know, where our fight is. It's in the heavenlies. It's with the principalities and powers, not on earth, not the government. We're not fighting the government. We're fighting the demons that are promoting stuff through the government. Attack the demons, and I mean, you'll just jump right in the middle and have as much fun as we are. Amen. Amen. You know, if you're being attacked tonight, just wake up and say, I rebuke you, you foul spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, and loose the angels of God to come down and, and start sorting them. You know what? It says, the angel of the Lord encampeth about the righteous. Amen. So you can go to sleep knowing that you've got warrior angels that have been dispatched to stand guard over you. And And that's Old Testament. Amen. And the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, 99% of the time, was Jesus Christ. And and brothers and sisters, this is why I keep talking about the helmet of salvation. Mm -hmm. Know who your Savior is. No, because the first thing the devil is going to do is he's going to take that baseball bat that he owns and he's going to try and slam you upside the head. Because, you know, if you've ever been sucker punched, uh, you know, you, you just, you, everything goes white or, you know, you just kind of see stars, so to speak. And that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to sucker punch you. But if you have your helmet of salvation on, you can take those blows. Even though if they get pretty bad, you'll still know who you are in Christ who Jesus is in you, and know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. 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 Uh, just uh, pick up the sword of the, the Spirit, the Word of God, and start using it. It's an offensive weapon. Speak the Word of God, and the, de- the demons <laughs> will flee. And, you know, I, I think as Brother Worley said, uh, I think uh, someone was biting me. said, hey, demon, take a, a, a little bit harder bite and bite into that blood and taste the blood <laughs> of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hey, Amen. I was giggling a minute ago because uh, Sazio was telling me a story. Now, tell us if this is true. We heard that Pastor Worley at one time had a hairstylist, and there was a lady who would do his hair, and uh, she was part Indian. So sometimes the demons would manifest, and they really wanted to scalp them if they could. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Pastor Worley never had a hairstylist. <laughs> and I, the only people that touched his hair were, you know, one of the ladies in the congregation or, or his family. <laughs> so I don't know where that story came from, but uh, no, he never had a hairstylist. He had beautiful gray. I mean, he had, you know, some people have that beautiful gray hair. Um, and he had beautiful gray hair, but no, he never he never had a hairstylist. <laughs> well, God bless you for calling in, sister. You can pray for me as well. I oh yeah, it. absolutely. Yes, amen. Um, what uh, what area would you like some specific prayer for tonight? Um, in my finances. Okay. Uh, and Shannon, after this, I'm going to have to run, brother. But, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we lift up Sister Rosalind to you. And right now, Father, with Shannon and I in agreement together, uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, some of our other 
Deliverance Brethren are out there, uh, Lord, and uh, we just agree, Father, as we break any curses of poverty uh, from off of my sister in Jesus Christ's name, Father, we ask that you would gift her, that you would loosen to her, Father, um, the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, direction, discernment, and discretion that she needs with the money that she does have, Father, with the things that you want her to do. We ask, Father, that that uh, if there is a storehouse that can be opened up for her, Lord, uh, of blessings, Father, financially, uh, that you would that you would gift her and loose those things, Father, into her and into uh, into her path. And Lord, if you're trying to show Rosalind something uh, with finances, Lord, we ask that you would reveal those things as quickly as uh, as as possible, Lord. We pray that uh, any red tape could be cut uh, cut, Lord. Uh, so that uh, she could learn what you're trying to show her. Uh, And, Lord, help her to be wise with the money that you do give her. And we ask, Father, that you would give her everything that she needs, Father, to accomplish the things that you're asking her to do in her life, Father. Help her to get out of debt. Father, that's so important that, that we owe no man anything. Help her to get out of debt, Father, and then help her to stay out of debt. And again, Father, gift her with everything she needs to be a, a good and faithful servant, Father, uh, and, and a steward of the wonderful gifts, Father, and the money that you are going to be giving her, Father. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, sister. God bless you. God bless you. Well, Pastor Michael, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Um, before you go, would you give out your contact information again and tell people how they can uh, get a hold of the ministry? Sure. Amen. Amen. You know, we do have a phone. Uh, we don't have any full-time. Everybody's part-time at the church. In fact, not even part-time. Everybody's a volunteer uh, at the church. So uh, we do the best we can in returning phone calls. And, and just know that we get so many of them and so many email requests and that, you know, we can only go so fast with, with the people that we have. Um, but our phone number is area code 219 the number is 838-9410. If you leave a message, if nobody answers, if you leave a message, we'll do the best we can to call you back as quickly as possible. You can also get hold of us uh, at hbcdelivers at gmail.com. That's our, that's our email address for the church. Uh, you can check out the church website, which is hbcdelivers.org.org. A lot of good information on there. You'll then find links to the WRW website, which is wrwpublications.com. Uh, all of Pastor Worley's materials are, are uh, if not all on there, they're in the process of being uh, all on that website. And if you go to YouTube uh, and uh, type in the search box, just go to youtube.com and then type in the search box, uh, Hegwish Baptist Church, uh, Win Worley. Uh, you'll pull up, you'll get uh, a video of him, but if you then click on Hegwish Baptist in the blue uh, on your screen, it'll take you to the site, the official site uh, for uh, the Hegwish Baptist Church, and there are a whole bunch of videos, uh, and uh, many, many more are going to be put up uh, on the website as time as time allows us, so pray for us. As we pray for you, get involved in the battle. Let us know that you are. If you would, it brings encouragement to us. If we've blessed you in any way through through a, uh, an audio or video uh, recording, 
uh, let us know so we can put it up on our bulletin board. We'll we'll, we'll black out your name or or anything like that. Uh, but it brings encouragement to us because we do this all the time, uh, and we forget that there are just thousands out there who don't have churches like Hegwich to go to, uh, or Pastor John, uh, Pastor James, uh, uh, um, who else is out there? Uh, Pastor Charlie, uh, I'm sure he's listening tonight, and uh, Pastor John up in Canada, uh, and and uh, you know at least there's places for people to go. Uh, but you may live too far, and so uh, just if you get a blessing from us, let us know. Uh, and uh, keep an eye on the HPC website because uh, as we get closer to our April workshop, we'll have a link up there uh, for our uh, um, Ustream, and you can watch the services live. You can actually watch the workshops live uh, if you can't make it uh, and receive the blessing that way. Love you all very much. I'll be with you, Lord willing, uh, next Friday. Uh, we'll talk about, I'll tell you what, send me an email if you'd like. Uh, if you want a certain topic uh, talked about, uh, we can talk about anything. Uh, one of these days, though, I would like to share with with everyone what the Word of God has to say about itself. Once we realize that, we, we can just it will strengthen our faith uh, to a place where the Lord can do exploits in our lives. Love you all. And uh, I'll be visiting with you soon. Love you, Shannon. Love you, brother. God bless you, Pastor Michael. We'll see you, you next too. Friday night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Folks, that was Pastor Michael Thier of Hegewish Baptist Church. Honor and a pleasure to have him on tonight. And uh, we're going to have him back on uh, every Friday night. Well, folks, I'm going to keep the lines open. We're here tonight. If you need prayer, uh, the number is 917-889-2745. Or toll-free, it's 877-806-2482. If you're overseas and you would like to call me, just uh, shoot me a quick uh, uh, message with your phone number. I'll call you on my dime. I can even Skype you. So let there be no reason why you can't get through if you'd like to call in. Now, if you're listening to this program on an MP3, meaning uh, you're not catching it live and you would like prayer, uh, we're setting up a new system whereby we will get brothers to call you back uh, make an appointment with you, call you back at a time to be convenient to you, and um, we'll pray for your deliverance right over the phone. doesn't matter where you're at in the world. And, uh, you know, folks, you get some deliverance, then go back for round two, go back for round three, whatever it takes to get the victory in your life. Uh, go as many times as you need for prayer. We should all be doing that, and we're going to get uh, stronger and stronger in the Lord every time we do it. So uh, uh, let's see, I have about eight people right now, lined up on my roster that we're going to be calling back uh, over the next few days. And uh, if you'd like some prayer, we'll get you um, some people to call. Uh, usually what will happen is be myself and another minister, and uh, we'll call and um, pray with you, and you can get some victory right over the telephone. you got to remember, it's Jesus Christ who is doing the deliverance. Okay, demons come out by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is omnipresent, so he's right there with you. Doing the deliverance, we're just workers. We're just doing what we've been called to do, and that is uh, to pray and to take authority over these demons in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and cast them out. He does the work, and uh, he can do it wherever you're at in the world. doesn't matter. We prayed with people from all over the world, so uh, we would be uh, honored to pray with you. But if you would like prayer tonight, the uh, phone lines are open. I'm just going to take a, uh, a moment and look here at my notepad. Okay, I've got uh, one request. 
Let's see. I'm going to try and get uh, this sister back on the line. Stand by. Okay, here we go. Let's dial. We're dialing for demons tonight. We're going to get some deliverance. Here we go. Hello, Roberta. How you doing tonight? Roberta? Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Roberta, if you can hear me, um, dial in, and we'll be glad to pray with you. Okay. Uh, David, in the chat room, had asked a good question. He asked, uh, do you need to be pre-registered to uh, attend the uh, Hagelish Baptist Church Family Workshop that's coming up uh, next month? Incidentally, it's a family workshop, so the whole family is invited. Once a year, they have a men's fellowship, which is what they just had a, about a month ago. But uh, the rest of the time, it's uh, for the whole family. And so uh, bring your man, woman, child. Everybody uh, is invited to come out there and have a great time in the Lord. And really, um, you don't have to pre-register. You can do that at the door. What you'll find out is um, if a conference is starting, uh, let's say, a Thursday night, where they'll have the first service. That's open to everybody. Well, Friday morning, typically, um, they'll have tables set up at the door with people that uh, you'll, you'll walk into, you'll sign up, you register with them, uh, you'll get your uh, your name tag, you put it on, and and then that's all you need for the weekend. I think typically it's like 20 bucks, and that covers the whole weekend. That helps uh, um, offset some of the cost there to put the, to put the program together. And it's just a, it's a great time in the Lord. They'll have speakers preaching. They'll have uh, deliverance services in the evening. They have a mass deliverance on Saturday night. And then they have the song sermon on Sunday. That was the um, the program last year when I went. And uh, you can go to hbcdelivers.org and get all the information on it. But you can sign up right there at the door. And uh, I would encourage you to go up there. You have a great time. Uh, I've been now twice. And um, I'm hoping to go again uh, to the next one. So, um that answers that. Let's see here. Back at my uh, my list here. Okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to a uh, very quick break, and then we're going to open up the lines. And so if you want prayer, we'll be standing by. To talk with Omega Man, dial area code 917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Omega Man Radio with Shannon Davis. Are you being attacked, tormented, harassed, or hindered? If you answered yes, then it's time to get set free of your demons by the power of Jesus Christ and His shed blood. Contact us and a team of ministers will call you anywhere you worldwide and cast out the demons in Jesus Christ's name. Send us an email to omegamanradio at yahoo.com and include your name, address, phone number, and Skype address if you have one, and we will phone you inside 72 hours. Spread the word where Jesus Christ sets the captives free.
I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street, and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in, because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the Internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis.
we're back. You know what? I just love that music. What I was playing is a little clip that I put together from uh, a musician by the name of Freddie Haler, spelled H-A-Y-L-E-R. Freddie Haler has such an awesome testimony. Uh, His testimony is one that he got saved one day. He was looking out the window, I think, of his uh, college dorm room, and uh, calling out to the Lord. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and struck by lightning. Imagine this, struck by lightning, filled with the Holy Spirit, and God gave him a tenor voice. And the Lord told him that uh, you're going to have a voice, and I want you to use it for me. And uh, there was uh, Bacello, I forget the name of the guy's name. Of course, I, I know opera singers as being like Pavarotti or Julio Iglesias, right? <laughs> uh, Pavarotti, though, I mean, you know, everybody knows how good of a voice he has. But there's another one, Bocelli or something like that, which uh, he went out and, uh, and listened to one night. And his wife said, you know, you're going to have a voice just like that, aren't you? The Lord had spoken to her. And so, uh, sure enough, he does. He's got a beautiful voice, and he uses it for the Lord Jesus. And uh, you can actually uh, hear this whole testimony over at uh, on YouTube. Sith Roth actually interviewed him, and that's uh, uh, where I saw that and him telling the story. And it was actually Walnut Bread Triple Seven who uh, turned me on to the music, and I love the music. I tell you, you've got to go out and get the CD if you don't have it in your collection. Uh, you can get it for nine ninety five over at. Uh, iTunes, and it's called Freddie Haler, Song of Angels. He has Volumes 1 and Volumes 2. And get those two, and then he's got, I think, five more CDs that he put out. Just some beautiful music. You know, it's one of the few songs that actually makes me cry. Um, And I'm not ashamed to admit it. There's a couple of movies that make the Omega Man cry. You ever see Ben-Hur? Remember the, the movie with Charlton Heston? Fantastic movie. You remember the part where... Uh, Charlton Heston is, uh, he's been arrested and they're, um, they've got him in chains and shackles and he's being taken down to the coast and they're going to put him in a sea galley and make him row till he, he drops dead. And it's about, um, probably midway down to, uh, the sea and they've got this old evil, um, Roman guard, which makes them all stop. And, you know, these guys are dying of thirst and, you see Charlton Heston just, you know, he's about ready to die right there. Probably hadn't had water in in a day or more. And this guard, just for meanness, as someone's putting a gourd up to him so he could take a drink, that just beats him, knocks the gourd out of his hand, and then the guard drinks and says, none for you. And about that time, you see a person walk up. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Gets the gourd, fills it with water, and puts it up to his mouth. And that moment in time where you see Charlton Heston lock eyes with the Savior. Of course, you don't get to see Jesus' face, but you know who it is. I mean, if that doesn't touch you, I don't know what else does. Uh, And then it pans over and you see this Italian guard, Roman guard. And he goes to take a whip and he just stops right there. He's he's frozen. And he's looking right right there eye to eye with the Master. If that doesn't tear you up, I don't know what was. What, What would? You know, Jesus goes on, and, of course, uh, in the movie, uh, he's crucified. Great movie. Uh, Charlton Heston, of course, one of my favorite actors of all time. In fact, so much so that I named my uh, my son 
uh, Heston, H-E-S-T-O-N. I I was raised on movies. You know, growing up, my father was not one that uh, worshipped the god of sports. (laughs) You know, Sunday afternoon, no football. So really, I didn't like sports. In fact, I played t-ball when I was like in second grade, and that's about the only sports I ever did growing up. Was in the martial arts a little bit, and later I had to repent of that. But the um, point I'm making is, you know, we didn't we didn't watch sports growing up. My father did two things. Uh, he never drunk, drank and he never smoked. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. Um, and I owe that to the fact that I didn't see it around the home. If my father had smoked and drank, I would probably have followed suit. But, you know, we had a pretty good upbringing. Um, he had some other faults, but um, it wasn't in those areas. And uh, so, you know, back to my story. You know, we didn't watch sports growing up. It was either movies or uh, firearms. You know, my father was, uh, he was a big a big uh, sportsman and hunter. And so I was raised uh, with a respect for the Second Amendment. Um, in fact, he gave me a BB gun when I was five. I had a Tupperware container filled with BBs, and I had a, a Daisy BB rifle that you could cock one time and got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> in fact, one time I got angry and shot my brother in the butt. <laughs> My uh, my grandmother uh, confiscates my BB gun, and that was the last of it for a while. She put it up on top of a, a bathroom light fixture and melted the handle. So so much for my uh, my Daisy BB rifle, but uh, true stories of the Omega Man. But, you know, we uh, we saw a lot of movies growing up, and uh, I remember being raised on the old black and white movies. You know, back when the movies were still good and clean, you know, when they had the rating system in place, and, you know, they had to be very careful because of the censors. They just couldn't show anything. That was in probably until the, the 60s or so, and then, you know, they started to find ways around that. And then, of course, you know the crap we've got today, um, and that's why we're in the state we are here in America. You know, I, I turned on the TV the other night, and I watched very little TV, but um, I turned it on, and, you know, you flick through the channel trying to find something good to watch, and you know, as they say, 50 channels, nothing to watch. It's all, you know, it's uh, fornication, it's adultery, it's rape, it's murder, it's a cult. It's horrible. And we're letting our kids being raised in front of that or raised in front of the Xbox and PlayStation 3 to the tune of all these games with, you know, murder, violence, rape. Um, go look at some of your kids' games next time. Look at Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Look at all the games that have occult themes in them. You know, that's a demonic gateway in your life. So I don't know how I got onto that. We were talking about Ben Hur and Charlton Heston, but <laughs> we'll go down all kinds of paths on this show. But anyway, yeah, Freddie Haler, Song of Angels 1 and 2. Uh, he's a spirit-filled Christian, loves the Lord, and uh, he has a Pavarotti voice with a little bit of Vangelese mixed in, you know, a little bit of the, the keyboard, you know, Chariots of Fire. You remember the theme music to that, Vangelese, or Mutiny on the Bounty with Mel Gibson? Some of that uh, music at the beginning, uh, just beautiful, beautiful music. So that's the kind of music I like uh, that's more contemporary, okay? But, of course, uh, like we said in the, the first hour of the show, nothing like the the music uh, about the old rugged cross and the power of the blood. I mean, that's that's the worship music that uh, we've moved so far away to at our own demise, really, in the church. Well, it's quiet tonight. Uh, no calls in the queue. But, you know, we got time. i got 30 minutes on the clock. And uh, we've got an hour buffer zone. So if you need prayer, I'm going to stay here and we'll take your calls tonight. Maybe you need to share a testimony. Uh, we love to hear your testimonies. We want to encourage people to share testimonies about what the Lord has done for you. I mean, it's, it's no small matter when uh, you get deliverance. It's a miracle. 
And if the Lord has delivered you, what no greater way to thank him for that to, than to share your testimony, understanding that it could be an encouragement for someone else to come forward who is afraid, who is being gripped by a spirit of fear. You know, um, and that could be just the encouragement that they need to come forward and get the deliverance that you've received and that they, they're so desperately in need of themselves. So we praise God for uh, for people that um, come forward, seek deliverance. We all need deliverance, you know. The desperate get delivered. You've got to, number one, understand that um, demons are real. You've got to understand that uh, they come in through generational curses, through sin gateways, through ungodly soul ties. And you have to also understand that until you get sick and tired of them, nothing's going to change. You know, it's like uh, one guy had a T-shirt. Um, pain is weakness leaving the body. You know, change is painful sometimes, uh, but it's a motivator too. You know, sometimes people won't do anything until it gets bad enough that, you know, they're physically being tormented or mentally being tormented. They're being raped at night. We got an email, um, yet another email from someone that is being sexually attacked at night. Folks, these stories are real. These things are happening. They don't like to talk about it in the church. It's you know they like, they want to whisper or you know send you somewhere else to see a shrink and get some psychotropic drugs and get reinfested. But uh, these things are real, and you know when you get sick and tired of it, you got to understand there is uh, there is an answer. And it's Jesus Christ, and He's the only answer. He's the solution. And you know you can get get set free of these things, and you can uh, be victorious and. And then go out there and do what the Lord has called us to do with some of these weights having lifted off. But uh, look, uh, it, nothing to be ashamed of. We all need deliverance. Uh, all of us have different backgrounds. You know, my, my father didn't smoke and drink, but he was a womanizer. I had a different uh, thing I had to deal with coming down the family lines. You know, uh, everybody has a different story. Some <clears throat> uh, were involved in hardcore witchcraft before they came to Christ. Or maybe their parents were. You know, and you're under the, the curse. But you can break that curse and get set free. Some were into homosexuality. Others into prostitution. Others into drugs. Uh, there's been people out there that were murderers. You know, bottom line is, um, if the spirit has not left the body, you've got an opportunity to repent, get forgiven, get some deliverance, and then get into the battle. Because time is running out. Satan really wants to run all of our clocks down. That's his goal. Run your clock down to where time is up and there's no more opportunity for you or I to do anything for the Lord because it's game over at that point. And when your spirit leaves the body, it's over with. There is no coming back uh, to do it a second time. Now, yes, when Jesus Christ returns, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then those that remain shall meet Jesus in the sky. And the way I read the Word of God, he's only coming back one time, folks. He's, there's not the third return of Christ. He already came one time, and he's coming back. He came as the lamb. He's coming back as the lion. You know, the uh, he's coming back as the uh, the king. And um, coming back one time. If you and I don't live um, to see his return, then um, when he does come back, and if we've already gone on home to be with the Lord, maybe we've, given, we've been beheaded for Christ, uh, we've died, 
in the battle some somewhere, you know, died of old age. I don't know when the Lord is coming back. It sure looks like, though, it's soon to me. But my point is, is we've got to endure until we meet Jesus or we uh, we die, okay? But the, the point is, is up until that time, we still got an opportunity to do something. When the Spirit leaves the body, it's over with. There's no practice run here, folks. This is the real deal. We are in the, the Super Bowl of life right now. We need to make our time count because there's going to be rewards handed out. Like we were talking about the other night. The number one mission is to make it to heaven. Okay, and we can do that through accepting the Lord Jesus Christ and then obeying his commandments and following him. And if we, we, we screw up and make a mistake, we need to be quick to repent. The Lord doesn't throw us away when we make a mistake. We do need to repent. We need to ask the Lord to help us. We need to get in the Word of God. We need to fellowship with others. And we need to do what He's called us to do. That's the least we can do, folks, for what He he did for you and I. To give us an opportunity to escape fiery judgment and the lake of fire, which is forever, day and night. There are people down there right now in torment. Of course, um, they haven't been judged yet. They're in hell, in prison, being tormented. Uh, but they will. There will be the uh, the great white throne judgment, and all small and great will have to go before the Lord that didn't know Him, and uh, He's going to play their lives back before them. And they're going to have all eternity to think about the mistake that they made, because they're going to be cast in the lake of fire. For those of you and I that died in Christ, or we're alive to see him when he returns at the second coming. Well, praise God. He's going to be bringing his reward in his hand. And whatever we did down here, uh, we're going to be rewarded for. You know, we've got a thousand-year millennial reign. The world's not getting ready to be destroyed by Planet X, as some would have you believe. Yes, there's going to be mass casualties. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be meteor strikes. We even see Wormwood, if I read Revelations properly. But it doesn't mean the end of this world. It's got to go on at least another thousand years. You know, then Satan is loose for a season. And then he is ultimately uh, thrown into the lake of fire. You know, he's going to be chained for a thousand years, the way I read it. But, you know, it says you'll be priest and kings and rule and reign with Christ. So there's some exciting times ahead. And that's just uh, in the millennial reign. You know, we're going to live with the Lord forever. I certainly want to live with him. I don't want to live with the devil in hell in the lake of fire. And I, you think of the people that uh, said to themselves, well, you know what? I want to do my own thing. I really don't believe that there's a God or there's a devil or, you know, God surely won't want to send me to hell. I'm a good person. Well, they're thinking of that to themselves right now as they're in torment day and night. If you want to know what hell is like, go listen to the testimony of Bill Weiss who spent 28 minutes in hell was allowed to catch a glimpse. There's been many that have seen a glimpse. It's not pretty, folks. You don't sleep day or night. There's no rest. You'll be thirsty. You'll never get another drink again. There's not any air in hell. You're like a goldfish out of water trying to take a breath. There's no breath to take. You know, if you have a physical affliction here now, well, you know, we're going to get a glorified body. Some of you without a leg or an arm or that are blinded, Whatever the affliction is, you're going to get a glorified body one day if you, when you die in Christ. 
But my point is, is uh, if you die and go to hell, you don't get no glorified body. Well, I understand it is <laughs> you, you're going to have that affliction eternity down there. You know what I'm saying? There is no glorified body in hell. It's just torment. Demons will sit there and mock you throughout eternity. How stupid you were. We tricked you. You fell for our trick. You were all about the money or the sex or the power. You were willing to compromise. Sin's fun for a season, folks. But then it then you got to pay the penalty. Penalty of sin is death. Without Jesus Christ and repentance, it's not worth it. I've seen men that were millionaires when they lived, had Ferraris and Bentleys, died. Someone else got to enjoy the fruit of their labors, and they went out as naked as they had come in to this world. So you know what? It's all vanity, as Solomon said. We need to get our priorities in order, and we need to realize that, hey, what we do down here is going to have eternal consequences. How sad it would be to spend your whole life living for yourself. You get into heaven, and when you get up there, you have no reward because you did nothing for the Lord. Does everybody have to be a, uh, a worldwide evangelist or a pastor of a church or you know, have, a, have a big orphanage? No. Not everybody's called to do the same thing. But we can all do the basics, even right where you're at. God didn't call anybody, not calling everybody, excuse me, to sell everything they got and hit the road and move to Haiti. God's called you, that's fine. But you've got a, a mission right there, even in your neighborhood, even amongst your own family. You can have, uh, you can be a testimony for Jesus at your job. Now, some are called to do things like that. But there's, you know, there's various jobs in the body of Christ. And we've all got something that we can do for the Lord. You can uh, you can preach the word of God to the dying and the lost. It says that he that wins souls is wise. You can lay hands on the sick that they would be healed. Be a teacher. You might be a you might be called to be a pastor if you're a man of God. And pastor the sheep, feed the sheep. You could be a, a missionary. You could be an evangelist, traveling city to city to preach the word of God. You might be called to be a prophet. You might be called to do deliverance full-time. And you don't have to do just one. You can preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, and cast out demons. You can do all three. It even says we'll be raising the dead. That's going to be an exciting time. Some people are even seeing that now in other countries where they have the faith for it. But uh, what I'm saying is we've got to do something for the Lord. Otherwise, we may find ourselves living in a pup, pup tent on the backside of glory. <laughs> That'd be pretty sad, wouldn't it? It was all about us our whole life, and then we get to heaven and there's no reward. You know, one person plants a seed and other waters, they both share in the harvest. Praise God for that. I heard a guy say, one, you either, you're, you're either pray or you pay. And that's really the truth. We can all do one of the two. You could be a prayer warrior. You can also support ministry. Maybe you can't physically... Go over and, and do the uh, the mission work, for example, or um, go around the world and and preach and evangelize and and so forth. But you can support those that do. You can support the work of uh, ministry to the the orphans, the widows. You can bless Israel. Special blessing for that Genesis twelve three. You can support the deliverance ministry. A lot of things you can do. 
So, I guess what, what did JFK say? He says, uh, ask not what your country can do for you, but what can you do for your country? We should ask that to the Lord. Father, what can I do for you? You gave everything for me. You gave your only begotten son. You gave him up for 33 years. He was tortured. He died on the cross. Gave everything for you and I. How much more do we owe him everything that we've got? So a lot of times my prayer is, Lord, open the right doors for me. Shut the wrong doors. You know, God knows the best route for you and I. He's omniscient. He knows everything. How could he not know the best thing for you and I? The question is, will we trust him? Will we say, Father, you know, if you don't want me to, to make this move, then I want you to block it. Or if you don't want me to take this particular job, you've got, you want me to stay where I'm at, you know, then shut that door. You know, God knows the best. We may think we know what's best, but he already sees down the road. We don't. We can't see into the future. And I know Satan doesn't know the future, so those of you that went to fortune tellers, listen, he can know the past. He doesn't know the future. Just wasting your money, and you've got you've got a curse now you're going to have to deal with for going to see a fortune teller. Now, God does give uh, prophetic revelation to his prophets, absolutely. But there's a difference here. A prophet of God and a, a prophet of Baal. You know what I'm saying? You've got the real prophet and the false prophet. So I just wanted to uh, make the clarification there. And so... Um, if you need prayer tonight, I got the phone lines open. Again, 917-889-2745. You can also use that number to listen live from wherever you've got access to a telephone. Only difference is if you want to talk, just press 1 and then it'll bring you into the queue and I'll see your hand raised. Otherwise, you can just stay on the line and listen. Just another way. Now, I heard uh, Howard Stern, he was on a, a talk show last night. I, I caught a little bit of it and reason I stayed and listened is he was making an announcement about uh, XM Radio. How what they're doing is, you know, XM Radio is that satellite network, and now they've got it set up to where you can listen to his show, which is, you know, a pretty horrible show to listen to. But what, the reason I mentioned him is he said that they had it set up now where that you can listen to it on an Android, iPhone, or a, what do they call that other device, a BlackBerry? So he had a 24 channel. How much more? Would it be great to have a 24-hour deliverance channel? We could have a 24-hour Mega Man radio channel. <laughs> I just don't know how to get those apps going. Maybe somebody out there does. If anybody knows how we get an app set up to where we can have a, a live 24-hour stream. Now, I have a server, as it turns out, where we can um, stream any content. But the question is, how do you get it on a, one of these little mobile phones, those being so popular these days? Of course, you can listen in our archives. You just got to know where to go, and that's uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash omegamanradio.rss. That'll take you to a page where you can pull up all 245, I think it is, uh, audio sermons. Uh, and most of these, as you know, are three to four hours long. So, you know, there's some out there that do uh, one show a week, um, two hours. I mean, heck, we'll do that twice as much in one day. Uh, six days a week. And speaking of which, uh, let's uh, let me give you some updates. Today is Friday, which means tomorrow we're going to have back-to-back uh, -back shows at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to have Benjamin Baruch uh, in the weekly program we do called Searching the Scriptures. 
He'll be bringing some meat of the word. And then uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to welcome back Pastor Charles Costello of the Ministry of Salvation. And we're going to be um, taking your phone calls. We had a pretty powerful deliverance uh, program last Saturday night. We're going to be taking your phone calls uh, for prayer and deliverance. That'll be Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sunday at 9 p.m., I'm doing a special program. We're going to have Steve Quell of stevequell.com, Q-U-A-Y-L-E. Many of you know him, 17 years on radio, uh, frequent uh, expert guest on Coast to Coast with George Norrie, which used to be the old Art Bell show. Take a sip of my coffee here. I'm drinking um, Colombian blend tonight, I believe it is, or is this just uh, Arabic dark, dark roast? You know what? It's Lily brand. What is that? It comes in a metal can. I'm drinking, uh looks like dark roast, a little bit of powder, powdered cream, and one or two sugars. Really, I'm not as uh, hardcore a coffee drinker as I make out to be. Uh, typically, I get a couple sips down before it goes uh, cold, and I have to start the process over again and get a new cup. <laughs> you know, I used to get angry about that, and uh, it became such a problem that I ended up getting one of those um, little warmer pads, you know, then you could stick your coffee cup on there, and it would it keep it warm a little bit longer. But yeah, that's the truth. I, I'm really not don't drink that much. Now I did love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. If I had to say uh, I had a favorite coffee, it would be Dunkin' Donuts. When I lived in Austin, Texas, uh, I worked for a media firm out there for a period of time. I was a I was a media buyer. Uh, many asked, uh, "What did I do in the old days?" Well, when I was uh, 1920, I went to work for the Department of Defense. Uh, basically, uh, instead of uh, going to college, which was a big mistake, I didn't. I ended up getting married and entered the workforce. And in fact, I had a family on the way, and uh, started very young. And uh, you know, I was I had many jobs after high school. I didn't have any problem finding a job, but it was finding a career track, you know. And I prayed about it, and uh, God opened the door one day. Went down, took a civil service test, and passed it. And I was offered a position with one of three agencies. And I interviewed with them all, and I took the one that looked the most interesting, which was the U.S. Army Persecom. So I worked with them six and a half years as a civil servant. I worked my way up and went about as far as you could go. And, uh, you know, I would get the reward, you know, the cash awards and all. And I I looked around, and I said, is this going to be my life? I looked at people who had been there for 40 years. And there were people in the office that were doing the same thing I've been doing. They'd been there at least, you know, going on 20 years in that office. And I said, man, is that my future? And I asked, I said, well, can I retire after 20 years? So this isn't the military. You know, this civil service is based on age. So here I am, 20 years old, and I find out i got to work 45 years to be able to retire with the government. And uh, yeah, it was depressing. So, you know, I worked with them six and a half years, and I finally said, you know what? Time is going by so fast. I mean, it wouldn't be any problem for me just to do another 10, 15 years here. I really liked the job. It was great, great people. But um, it was pretty cool because if you wanted training, like in a word processing program or, you know, learn how to do some computer software, they would send you, you know, to these free classes and, you know, be during a work day. So you, you, there's a lot of 
fun times working for the government. Great benefits. Uh, this was back when, you know, back in um, uh, George Bush uh, Senior's administration, 1990s, right? Well, one day I made a decision. I'm going to get out and get back in the private sector. So, it took me about three months to find a job. And I got in the media business. So, fast forward, I'm I'm in uh, Austin, Texas, and uh, I've, I've got to work this back. We're, we're talking about Dunkin' Donuts, weren't we? <laughs> I ended up, um, I, I was an infomercial buyer. I would actually buy and sell time to uh, infomercial companies or place their time. You know, we we placed time for a lot of the biz op shows back then in the 90s. You know, that was back when you had the George Foreman Grill, Juice Man, Tony Robbins. You know, we would sell to companies like that. Buy their media time. I would call around the TV stations across the country and ask them if they had any uh, airtime that was available. We'd also look for what was called a fire sale. It was last-minute unsold inventory. Can you imagine uh, being able to buy a half hour on a broadcast television station for 50 bucks? We used to find stuff like that. And uh, that was called a fire sale, last-minute inventory. Uh, but, you know, media time can be very expensive, too. It can cost you up to, uh, if you wanted to be on Daystar TBN, TBN, I think, $15,000 for a half hour. They start three to four thousand dollars a half hour. So I did this. So back to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm in Austin, Texas, and you know what? I loved I loved Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's great coffee. It's kind of like a breakfast blend. You know, I'm not I'm not a hardcore espresso drinker. You know, some people love Starbucks. It's expensive over there. Plus the the coffee really isn't that great. But Dunkin' Donuts is just right, just like Mama makes. You know, peanut butter colored. And there was something about the cup. You know, it was. It was uh, aesthetically pleasing to the eye. So I find there was one Dunkin' Donuts in all of Austin, Texas. It happened to be 20 miles away. So I was so crazy for this Dunkin' Donuts coffee that I would get my son, get him up, and before I would take him to uh, daycare, we would drive 20 miles, and I would go get uh, two Dunkin' Donut coffees <laughs> and drive back. That's called nuts. But look, the coffee was good. What can I say? Right? <laughs> so some of the true stories of the Omega Man. Yeah, I was in the media business, and then I uh, ended up uh, working um, for a company called Maxell Corporation. It was a DVD replicator. I worked with them about a year, and then God gave me uh, an idea for a, uh, a business, and it gave me a business back in 2004, and I became a layman herbal formulator. It was something that I'd been doing on the side, but door opened up and uh, I got a business uh, and we started manufacturing herbal supplements and did a lot of great things with it. Um, so I praise God, you know, worked a lot of jobs growing up, but, um, you know, the point is, is back to present, you know, God knows our future. You know, it says the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So, you know, that's good. That's a good solace to remember. We can screw up sometimes, you know, but God's got us covered, you know. He knows uh, what we need to do to get back in line. He knows where he wants us to go and what it's going to take to get there. And if we'll put our faith and trust in him, he can open the right doors and he can keep you out of trouble too. He can shut doors that uh, you don't need to be walking through. There's a lot of traps out there. There's a lot of... Uh, decoys, there's a lot of distractions that the enemy will put in your life to get you off course. 
And so we just got to stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, you know, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Don't let me be deceived. And, uh, you know, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do, anything you want me to do, and I'll say anything you want me to say. If we're willing to have that attitude, uh, a lot of cool things can happen. You know, nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible through Christ Jesus, which strengthens you and I, I believe, as the Word says. So praise God. Well, folks, um, we're coming up to the end of the program. And um, thank God it's Friday. Praise the Lord when we get to the weekend, get a little bit of time to wind down. Of course, here on Omega Man Radio, we do a program nightly. Again, for those of you who are listening for the first time, Monday through Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, join us tomorrow for a special early bird show at 6 p.m. Eastern with Benjamin Brook. And uh, as always, if you need prayer, that's what we're here for. If you're being tormented by demons, you need deliverance. Well, Jesus Christ is able to set you free. And it's just a matter of um, saying, hey, I need some help. Jesus, help me. And he's right there for you, for for you and I. And uh, that's what we... Um, that's our mission here. Our mission is to uh, go into enemy territory, drive out the enemy, and uh, see people get their lives back. Okay, pluck the captives out of the cages of the enemies. Pluck them out of the fire. Get them trained up, suited up, and get out there and uh, start fighting the enemy. Folks, God's not calling a Dunkirk evacuation. We're not fixing to get raptured out of here. Before all the trouble starts, he's got to have some people in here that can be the salt of the earth, that even in the midst of collapse going on around us, we can let our light shine. We can show people the way of escape, and that's in Jesus Christ. Okay? It says, my people will do exploits. Those are in the days ahead. So we don't need to have a spirit of fear of the future. We just need to fear God and realize he's got it all under control. Nothing that's happening or will happen is a surprise to him. The question is, are you willing to follow him into the battle zone? He says, there's no greater love than a man that would lay down his life for a brother. Are you willing to lay down your life for the Lord Jesus Christ and pick up your cross and follow him? Do I hear an amen out there? Praise the Lord. So um, I'm asked, that, let's see, why be at the next workshop? I'm hoping to. Uh, that is my plan. The Lord willing, I'm going to be back in the States and uh, go to the workshop and if you want more information on that, hbcdelivers.org. Also, check out wrwpublications.com, home of some of the finest deliverance material you'll find on the planet. If you're looking for a good place to start, order book number one, Battling the Host of Hell by Pastor Wynne Worley. Uh, also, remember, if you want to contact me, you need prayer, email us at omegamanradio at yahoo.com. Also, check me out on uh, Facebook at uh, omegamanradio. Official website, of course, OmegaManRadio.com. How easier can you get? Well, God bless all of you, and uh, I want to thank everybody who has supported this uh, ministry financially, who has supported us in prayer. And uh, it, it does take uh, your help to uh, move into some new venues. So pray about it, and if the Lord would have you be part of this ministry, we would love to have you on board with us. Remember, one person plants a seed, the other waters, they both sharing the harvest. So anybody who has supported this ministry, when a soul comes into the kingdom, folks, you get credit for that. You know, if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be here doing these programs every night. 
So I want to, again, thank God for all of you out there who have supported the ministry. And uh, thank you to Pastor Michael who came on tonight. And, folks, uh, we're going to uh, see you tomorrow night. God bless you. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com You may also donate by sending check or money order payable to Bruce Lee at 9030 West Sahara Avenue Suite 665 Las Vegas, Nevada 89117